Campbell's That's My Baby off that CBPVD three years later. That's the song of the week to start the podcast episode. But we're here. CA Podcast Cap episode 33? Ooh. 33. 33. Is this uh, my LeBron year? I almost, <laughs> yo, I almost missed it. I almost missed it. I was about to say 32 or 34. Is, is it 33? I think it's, it's 33. 33. 33. The I, notes said it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the notes said 33, so it's 33. <laughs> 33 um and yeah for starters obviously every week we got the chub corner the producers here doing their job marloon mindset erlin in the cup per usual they're busy looking at the doja cat picture hey listen man i opened the the chat and that's the first thing doja cat she tweeted a very provocative photo right before we walked in here crazy looking crazy man i hope everybody's well yeah and my guest this week, a very, very special guest to me, someone that I've been dying to tap into, getting to know his world. I've always heard rumblings when it comes to it, what's happening in PVD. His name gets mentioned a lot. And then the names that get mentioned around his names always shocked me. I was like, what? This per- what? He was, a- he was a part of this, a part of that. And I'm like, no, 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 no. There has to be a reason and you know from the brief encounters we've had it seems to be in my opinion because he has a very dope energy very dope vibe and everything that he represents seems to come from a very genuine place so we're going to talk to him today and also we're going to discuss a couple obviously main events main topics of the week happening in the culture we're going to get his opinion on it but for those who don't know this week Providence Rhode Island we have Jabron in the building hey thank you appreciate you brother I'm so fucking happy. <laughs> <laughs> I am Appreciate so you, man. Yeah. Appreciate Welcome. you, man. So tell the people where can they find you. What's your socials before we start right away? For sure. Twitter, Instagram, two most easiest way to find me. Real simple between both pa- platforms. It's Jabron PVD, G-I-B-R-A-N-P-V-D. Real simple. Hit it. You Let's already go. know. You already know. And yeah, man, Jabron, my Dominican brother. What's your full name? De lo mio. Jibran Bourbon. Jabron, uh, say it again? Borbon. Borbon. Oh, I think I have family, but not directly. I think like distant relatives. You know, what, where's your family from in DR? Uh, mainly, mainly the the Cibao. Cibao. Like, yeah, Cibao and, and um, the capital. The capital. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah most of my family's from Bani. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where my mom's from. That's the most family that I know. Is everybody that's from there? My father like didn't really grow up there, but got there at, in like in his teen years. That's how he met my mother. Yeah, but every, like my father's from like four hours out of Santiago, so they still, but they still call it like pretty much. Yeah, yeah like even though if he's four hours out, he's like, bro, I'm still kind of like from there. That's like, close enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> in their terms, for sure, the way yeah. my my father explains it, he's like, this is close enough, dog. Facts, <laughs> no facts, facts. Man, Jabron, we'll start right right away from the top. Well, yeah, we'll start this way because I, I just I've been dying to ask so many questions when it comes to you and everything Thanks, that you know you have going on and have had going on without your entire history of life. You know, it seems to be very very impressive. For those who don't know, though, for starters, who is Jabron? Like when it comes to a random stranger meeting you, how would you describe 
yourself currently right now, Jabron? Man, I, I would definitely just describe myself as just a just another person working. You know, I don't really think of myself as anything separate. Like I feel like I've surpassed identifying as an artist, identifying as like a businessman or something like that. Like I just feel like I've ascended in my own mind and in my own head to this place of like I am just existing in the ezo in the e- ecosystem. Mm-hmm. And I'm enjoying my time right here. So I feel like whatever gets, whatever is the word that gets me closest to like being human, then that's what I want to be. Because everything else is like secondary. Yeah. Like I feel like I'm just like shifting through walls. I don't know yeah. to be so philosophical, <laughs> but like I don't really Fine. see myself. He's being humble, guys. He's being humble. He's one of the biggest dot connectors in the history of Rhode Island. <laughs> that's a huge that's, that's what you got to say, to be honest. Um, yeah, let's say where where does your story start? For for starters, well, how old are you right now? Uh man, I'm turning 35 this year. 35. Wow. Wow, 35, 35 in October. Wow. Yeah. Damn. You looking 28. Damn, I don't man. know. That damn head a little bit different. <laughs> nah, it's not the it's not the Kevin Hart damn. <laughs> damn. <laughs> now the Kevin Hart damn was crazy. So he kind of disrespected him. <laughs> Either way, I'm gonna survive this, yo. <laughs> I'm gonna survive, yo. Yo, no, that's amazing. You know, decade difference between us, but at the same time, you know, Absolutely. a part of the culture and same worlds. You know, especially the Dominican connection is by default. That's that's all day. Yeah, yeah. automatically, I yeah. want to be your cousin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. automatically, like yeah. that's exactly where I want to go. Yeah, or if people who's ask, your, we already are. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah like that's my who's your right mom? There. Who's your grandfather? <laughs> right, yeah, that's my cousin's cousin, seven's cousin, my grandmother, Max. Back at one time in Whole Foods, mm-hmm. so yep. yeah, we cousins now. <laughs> somehow we're, we're related. Somehow that's how Dominicans be. Now, nah, but uh, so thirty-five years old. Wow. And when did your actual entrance into this music industry start? Because I'm assuming, because a lot of things in life, I always ask people like, "Oh, you know, what did you want to be growing up?" But I'm pretty sure, you know, a lot of times when you try to plan something out, it never really is how you expect it to be. So you probably didn't, you know, grow up wishing that you were going to be in the position you are now. You know, God really just laid it out for you. But growing up, what did you want to become? This is it. This was it. Oh, really? This was it. Absolutely. And one way one way or another, I think I always dreamed that this is where I want where I wanted to finally attend to. And as as I matured in myself and in my career, this was it. This was exactly everything that like my my mind formed into like thinking that it understood what it was what it was what I wanted to become so I started off as an actor and like I feel like I am that person I'm I'm definitely doing that in one way or another mm-hmm. whether no matter what stage I'm hitting like in some form I'm looking to be a character um as authentic to myself as possible that speaks to where I come from um, without having to get too deep. This is exactly where I wanted to be. I wanted to be an entertainer. I wanted to be a businessman. I wanted to be able to help my city. I wanted to help kids. I wanted to help anybody, anybody that needed help, women. It didn't matter. I wanted, I always knew that I needed to be able to be of service to somebody. So like I've definitely, this is where I wanted to be for sure. Well, uh, at what age did this, you know, journey you think was like cemented or the first like taste of it what age had to be like watching aladdin so i was must have been in like elementary school i think like disney disney movies was like the greatest thing for me in a sense michael jackson was like the greatest thing (laughs) for me you know 
Tupac was the greatest thing for yeah. me. Um, Power Rangers was the greatest. Ninja Turtles. So like, I always knew that the character. I, I always like self actualized. Like, all right, who are the characters that I'm most drawn to? Genie, uh, Michelangelo, like the the Black Ranger because he's cool. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I started to understand. Like, all right, eat. I understand TV at a young age, and I understand that everybody's like fitting some sort of like demographic, some sort of story. And I always went for the goofy kid. I always went for Michelangelo. Like I always said to, to myself in my head, like Michelangelo is me. So <laughs> I love Michelangelo. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm the I'm the goofy kid. I'm loud. I'm this. I'm that. But you know, you gotta love me. So yeah, those are the people that I always drawn to. And then when when I got into my when I started to figure out what in this lifestyle I wanted to become, then it was like, all right, I know what role that I want to fit. You know, so. I can go host because I, I understand how to act. I can go act because I understand how to act. I can be behind music because I love music. So I just try to f I just tried to find every bit bit of piece of like affinity that I had for things and mm -hmm. tried to work it and then like learn as I was going. I never needed to like open up a book. I just yeah. wanted to be that. That's amazing. Yeah. That's cool. amazing. And you didn't go to school for like acting or nothing really? I went to high school. And I took acting classes there. What school? What school? High school? Hope High School. Hope High School. Okay. And that oh. was it. <laughs> that was all I needed. Did you go to college at all? No. No college at all? Not no. even until this day, right? Obviously, no. Or no. did you ever, like, maybe try to? Or it was like, fuck it. Like, I I just skipped it completely. I got really lucky. Yeah. I got really lucky. That's amazing. Yeah. So, it was it was do or die. Single mother of four kids. I'm the baby. Yada, yada, yada. Yeah. You know? Poor. Unpoverished. Whatever welfare section eight um three older brothers that think i'm a weirdo because <laughs> i listen to rock music yeah and think i'm a weirdo because i'm into art and that i'm different from them get beat up yada 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 the story goes on i'm yeah. the outcast and playstation and video games hentai <laughs> you know what i mean like <laughs> japanese anime and stuff like i'm completely different like my brothers are my oldest brother is the most dominican person i know my second oldest brother is the most thuggest motherfucker I know. And yeah. then luckily I got blessed with a third brother that related to me one way or another. So it was like destined. I just, as soon as I finished high school, it was like do or die. That's what I said to myself. Wow. And it was like, I'm either going to go take modeling serious or I'm going to go to college. And I was like, I'm damn for sure I ain't going to go to college. <laughs> so I got to go figure this shit out. Yo, and what was the first situation that you landed yourself in modeling wise? I was like, okay. I'm doing the right thing, and this is like this. This is paying the bills, or potentially can lead to that. Man, yeah, it would have to be. It would have to be like the very first gig. I'm 16. I'm doing modeling shows with one of my crusade mentors around the city, and I'm like working black sheep at the age of 16. Wow. Uh, not black sheep. Excuse me. Um, damn, I just had the same location before no. black sheep or no. Aurora, what was Aurora before? Man, it's just like right on the tip of my tongue. Forgot. I forgot. It was where Don King owned it. Wow. Damn, man. That's going to suck. That's some P uh, PVD history trivia right there. Fuck. Somebody's going to know. They're going to yeah. know because it was Aurora before before it. But nonetheless, I was in that space um, 
you know, big names like Chachi coming through. Wow. And Fed Hill Boys performing on the same stages as me. I'm like next to these juggernauts of Rhode Island, you know. If you know anything about Rhode Island, you know Chach, you know Fed Hill Boys, you know these like massive names that were like the first to blow up. Um, and I'm like doing <laughs> like fashion shows in between their sets and stuff. So <laughs> I'm 16 years old, a, you know, soft, not a sophomore. I was a junior, yeah, junior, junior, uh, senior at that time doing these shows. And that was it. That was the first opportunity. And once people started to be like, yo, you look really good out there. I was like, all right, maybe let me go look into it. Google just came out. Computers just got into schools. That's how that's how old I am. <laughs> damn. And it was yeah, because it's two decades ago, right? Yeah, it was two decades ago. Damn, man, different. I'm on Google and ask Jeeves, and I'm like, how do I become a model? And it was like, go time after that. Wow. Sixteen years old in the lab, in the computer lab, in the library. Wow. I'm trying to figure it out. Damn. Got to 18. Graduated high school. By the skin of my teeth. And it was like, I'm either gonna, I'm either gonna allow people to think that I'm an idiot because all those, all those guys in there thought I was stupid because I was a class clown, mm-hmm. and I'm this, and I'm just a, a kid that smiles a lot, and doesn't. They thought that I didn't have any depth, so I was like, I'm either gonna sink or swim, and I fucking tried to stay afloat as best as I could. And what was that first um job, that like after that whole moment of being young? Being doubted, let me look into this modeling thing, and then now you land a job that's like, oh, okay, I actually know how to do this shit. Yeah, it was uh, it's when I it's when I got signed, man. You know what? I did this. I did Rhode Island's Rhode Island's first fashion show, which now I think is like over a decade in running. Um, Providence, like Providence's Fashion Week. Mm. Uh, like after doing college shows and like Uru Sasa back back in in URI, I just would do anything. Like I would do any show that any college needed needed for. But the first big one was that Rhode Island's first official fashion show that was like Rhode Island based, and it's huge now. Shout out to the woman that put it all together. She she sought me out specifically. She's like, hey, this Facebook just came, so. My this like end of MySpace era, and she like Facebooks me because Facebook just allowed everybody to open up. It wasn't college anymore. She finds me and she's like, "Hey, I hear you're like doing your thing. Got this really big show. Got all these sponsors. Like, I would love for you to be a part of this and be one of the first ones." So that was when I did that. That's when I was just like, "Oh shit, I could really take this somewhere." And then that led to me getting signed to an agency. From there. So that was that was that first moment here in the city where I was like, yeah, this shit can work. This yeah, and then the work. agency landed you a lot of a lot of major opportunities outside of the city and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once I got signed to an agency called Maggie out in Boston, that's when like I'm really grateful for that because it was the most official and it fit me better than any other agency in Boston. Because a lot of the other ones were like super cookie cutter and like just trash. You know what I mean? They were just whack. It had no soul. Had no nothing. This was managed by this by this uh what i would assume was a gay man mm-hmm. like i don't know what he identified as but mm-hmm. clear it was clear to me but I didn't, I didn't matter you know he was a, he was a great guy yeah he sought me out because of one of my gigs at carmeloop and then that just opened up the path because i was doing new balance like off the gate i was doing like high-end uh magazines in boston like the best ones like like my first gig and it was just a test 
I didn't even get paid for it. And I'm like, in wow. this, I'm in this center. My very first official modeling gig was a centerfold piece in, a <laughs> ma- in one of the biggest mag- magazine, free magazines in, in Boston. It was fucking cool. And it was everything from there was like me. It was, I was getting booked for dope shit, not like hood shit mm-hmm. because I looked like the hood kid. Like, I was getting dope of, like, yo, you're a good-looking kid. Go try this. Go test that over there. And it's, like, Converse, this, that. So, damn, it was cool as fuck. No, I mean, you've, you've had that, like, characteristic where you didn't really care what people thought. Like, you, didn't, you just did things that made you happy. Absolutely. So, I think that's what set you up, really, for everything that you wanted because everything was genuine, you know. You, you did something because you liked it, and you, you pursued it until, you know, you was, like... All right, I'm set with it. That makes me happy. Yeah. And you didn't care about what nobody said. So no. that's crazy. Like, your first opportunity is, like, you've always had that, like, uh, that mindset to be like, all right, you know, this is what I'm going to do, and I'm going to do it to the highest capability, and yeah. then boom. That's yeah. your first. That's I had no choice, thing. man. If, if you understand who my mother is, Situation, I got no choice. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. My mother is a perfectionist. She comes from a world that she cleaned. She, she woke up 4 a.m., to clean before she had to be up for school. You know what I'm saying? So that kind of mindset for me is, is, is like, that's what I grew up on. You know, my mother's up before she got to be up to start her day. So she can prepare herself to start her day. Mm-hmm. That's a mentality that I kind of grew up on. Though I'm a little lazy on that. And, mm-hmm. but, you know, when it comes to my work, I definitely feel like I reflect my mother in that and in my process because my mother is so meticulous. And I try to I try to follow suit in that because even though I grew up, like rebellious I realized really early on when I wanted to take this world serious like who do I think like (laughs) you know what I'm saying like who do I think like to achieve and I'm like yo it gotta be my mom because she's just cool so she's like that so when it I'm also and that person to, to hit on that other point of like I really like being who I am period you know what I mean I don't have can't nobody shake me you know what I mean so I was also one of the very first models in Rhode Island, right? Like, model kid in Rhode Island, you know? I was completely left. At that time, it was nothing but rap. It's DJing or rapping, you know? No one cared about anything else. So I got really lucky that people cared about me because of my brothers and then school and just being in the city that people cared enough about me to be like, yo, he's that model kid. Like, that's how people identified me as. And, like, it wasn't... It was natural. It wasn't because I was walking around saying, yo, I, you know, I'm, I model or anything. No, it was just like, oh, that's that model kid, right? Yeah. So. Your reputation, your work spoke for itself. Yeah, it just sparked. Yeah, no, it's true. You definitely were, you know, historically, when you look at it, one of Rhode Island's pioneers when it comes to the modeling, especially on a new age level where it's like a cool thing. Because I'm pretty sure there's probably some, like, random old white man or something that, like, modeled for 70 years yeah, for, like, random, like, cologne or like newport commercials Tommy or something and, and they might not even have instagram or some shit you or know even care to, to or even care from rhode island yeah they don't even care they don't want to rap they don't care about it you know but we're gonna talk our shit today when it comes to you you definitely <laughs> are uh rhode island's modeling you know face pioneer there's a new age right now that's blossoming shout out to zay we just had zay in here mm. he's now a stylist going crazy as well, um, shout out to Tito. A bunch of bunch of people doing a thing when it comes to modeling. So how did that now transition into lending you even being... And you can pinpoint it for me when it comes to what came first. I'm going to just throw a name out there because I thought from my own like 
like research and stuff, it seemed to be like that was like one of the first of the first your connections with um logic early on. Okay. Or was there a major artist before him that kind of was like a predecessor to this situation with logic? Man. Yeah, my my relationship with logic is like years later from anybody that I was ever connected to in the industry. So that was like a culmination of moments wow. that led to okay. me being with logic. The, the, the genesis of it all would definitely have to be um, Kanye for sure, because that that's like, bef- that's even before Calm loop in a sense. Yeah. Because I meet Joe, Joe Perez. Yep. For those who don't know, shout out to Joe Perez. Um, Rapid designer, that's my guy. Creative mind, creative director. Just yes, used to be a very, very key piece to the Donda creative team mm-hmm. that Kanye West had. I'm not sure if he necessarily has it anymore. Obviously, he has the Donda brand that he's cultivated, but before that, it was a team of artists. Shout out to Jerry Lorenzo. A lot of people that blossomed from that tree that went on to do their own things, and it was a very, very um key history historical time in culture and joe perez was a part of that and you as well were in in these rooms so how does that even start so you're saying right now you were with joe because joe you did you you just knew joe before like in on some providence rolling shit nah (laughs) nah not at all i kind of wish but you know i got i still got lucky so at this point i'm like man like i'm knee deep in, in my career right it's like I'm working at Apple. A lot of people know me for for working at Apple, as silly as that is. And, you know, because of who I was at the city, in the city at that time, like, everybody knew who I was, even while I was working there. Whether you worked at the mall or just you were in the mall because you were going, you knew that Jabron was in the mall. Yeah. Sorry. Um, met Met this woman, Erica, that worked in my first six months. Cool, young woman who just loved music the same way that I did she just spoke in like the same way you know like everything that she was the only person that I could speak actual music with in this place and six months in of her and I creating a friendship she's like hey you know so I'm dating this guy that works for Kanye West right now and I really want you to meet him like you and I are building a good friendship like I don't tell everybody that like he's my boyfriend he works for Kanye but I really want you to meet him I think you guys would really hit it off. And, you know, she's just like saying, we'll see. <coughs> we'll see. Yeah, she's trying, she's trying to uh, make something potentially happen off the will of just fucking with you. And she believed in something could come from this. Absolutely. And at that point, I had no skill. It's not. So I don't know what she means by like. Yeah. L- like what she giving, saw. Yeah. yeah. Giving me an alley-oop, an alley-oop of any kind. I didn't even own a computer at that time. So I ended up meeting him in October. It was like my 20th birthday. No, it's like, yes, yeah, my 21st birthday. And I meet him at like one of my manager's birthday parties. So long story short, we get to talking. He's like, you're mad cool. You know a lot about hip hop. If I ever open up an opportunity for to work with Ye, man, would you be interested in, in coming on board? Now, at this time, Joe Perez is like the lead of Kanye University's blog. And historic he, blog. Yeah, histor- very historic. And... He's like, you know, I don't know anything much about like hip hop culture. You seem to have a grasp on it. Like if I can make a position for you to, to submit to the blog alongside us, I'll do that. Come December, this motherfucker wasn't joking. 
<laughs> I literally got a call from from this from this guy, and he's like, "Hey man, so I actually made a position happen. Are you still down?" I'm like, he's like, "I really want you to come on board." And I'm like, "Yo," I was like, "This is a lie." Like, I mean, I mean, <laughs> I'm like thinking it's a joke, <laughs> and it was like around December fifteenth. So he's like, "All right, well, like, you know, I finally approved of it after like my brain melting out of the, out of the side of my ear." <laughs> He's like, I'll hit you up in a couple of weeks and we'll see, you know, I'll see what I get back. He's like, I'll talk to Virgil and I'll talk to to um to Don C and we'll get back to you. Mm. So January 1st, I got a call from from Don C. Fuck. <laughs> Top of the year. Top of the year. Very first call. Was good. Um, so I hear you coming on board. Just wanted to jump in with you and see how like, you know, just talk to you myself. And the rest was history. I ended up signing the papers, and I worked for him for about a year, well, like a couple of years. And yeah, we talked. We went into the blog era. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that was my culmination. That was my first real introduction to Ye. I ended up meeting him, talking to him, and it was like cool shit. A lot of cool shit from that moment on. Well, describe that encounter. Obviously, Kanye West, in my opinion. Probably, especially because God forbid it happens. But if he were to die tomorrow, I think it, people would definitely say like the most like influential, influential, most powerful iconic, artist of all time, most right? Biggest voice in hip hop, exactly. But and you being a kid, obviously coming up, loving hip hop, Kanye West being a name that you know you would press play on, or this is two thousand and eight, you know, two thousand and nine. So this whew. is graduation. This is him just lost his mother. This is huge. This is yeah. like this is everything for sure. One of the best years in music. Absolutely. Oh, no, yeah. Cause 50 Cent and yeah. Kanye West. The, the 2000s, literally the 2000s. That's pre, you know, 2010s now, the decade run that a lot of these artists had, you know, the Wayne, the Drakes. But in the 2000s, before the 2010s, you know, was the actual precipice of the Kanye West rising, that whole culmination that has now taken over the culture to this day. And you were there around that time, and now describe that first day meeting Kanye West. How how how, how was this? You obviously, I'm assuming took a flight because well, it was Kanye in Providence. Like, <laughs> what the fuck happened? <laughs> Kanye was never in Providence by my coin. Let me just say that. <laughs> um, yo, it took me it took me a year before I met him. Wow, so you're working on the blog mm-hmm. remotely, basically yeah, from yeah. so all from over from, here from my, <laughs> from my mom's <laughs> basement. Wow, straight up. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. And, and for those who don't know, what was your job specifically? Were you a writer on there only? Were you orchestrating the whole site? How did this go? Me, Joe, Kanye, Virgil, and Don C, but mainly me, Joe, and Kanye. Mm. But. Remember, Virgil is Kanye's creative director at the time. Dancy is his manager. Um, coming towards the tail end of his career with with him, but they they that's it. That that was it. I didn't talk to anybody else. There was no record label. I talked to Kanye directly. I yeah. texted Kanye directly. I called Kanye directly. I emailed Kanye directly. But it was the three of us, me, Joe, and Kanye. And yeah, so I sim- I would curate content for him so we would find architectural design photos um the where are you yeezy girls we would i was i was responsible for so i was responsible for finding hot girls for him to put (laughs) where are you yeezy (laughs) 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 um 
and mainly Asian women with really big breasts. That that was that was his favorite. Um, that little is anime, his favorite. little anime inspo. But real women, so not hentai. Yeah. Um, and I was I was responsible for for hip hop content, and old school and new school. Wow. So I was I was responsible for a lot. I had a lot of responsibilities on that blog. That's crazy. Sure. And then how did this culminate to obviously? You're working, you're doing your thing, obviously talking to him, but you're like, oh, I haven't met him yet. If it happens, it happens. But then the day it happens, a year yeah. later, how did this happen? I was very lackluster. Really? <laughs> watch, the, watch the Throne, TD Garden in Boston. No, that's a lie. Yes, that's the truth. Okay. Um, TD Garden, Watch the Throne. This is, they're now on their like 17th. I don't know if anybody remembers. During Watch the Throne, they played. N- niggas in Paris. Oh man! Like each show, like twenty times. Or some e- shit. Well, each one they upped the, na- oh, the okay, last yeah. one. Yeah, so by yeah. the time that they got to Boston, it was like seventeen. They they played it over <laughs> and over and over and over and over again. Historical. It was, it was fucking fire. <laughs> Historical. And um, get backstage. Virgil brings us to the back. Virgil. Rest in peace, Virgil. Yo, my fucking dog. Man. Rest in peace, my fucking dog. Virgil, Virgil brings us to the back, and there was someone. There was someone else there too. Some other like woman. I'm. I'm. I don't remember who it was, but Beyonce was in the building as well. Um, God damn. It was. It was fucking <laughs> cool. So we get escorted to the back to Jay Z's green room, and there was like a bunch of people just waiting. So we waited there, and then we got escorted into Kanye's. So it's Kanye, Jay, Beyonce. Don C and then Virgil in front of us. And it was like, so I'm tall. Kanye's kind of short. Mm-hmm. Jay's tall. Jay's like 6'3", six 6'4", six or something like that. 6'5", is he? 6'4". Uh, I don't man. think 6'5". That would be crazy. If he's 6'5", that would be like a six, wild. 6'1", six 6'2". Six I think he's, he's definitely um, like 6'2"-ish. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm tall. I'm tall. Joe's tall. <laughs> and it was like, oh, so you guys are the podcast. Because Joe hadn't met him in three years either. Mm. Joe had already been working for him for three I was with him for one, and he goes, "Oh, so you guys are the podcast, uh, the, the the podcast, the the blog guys, cool." Yeah, doing goes doing dope shit, man. Yeah. And I was like, "That was it." That <laughs> <I> was <laughs> it. We just stood there. Jay was Jay was nicer to nicer to me than Jay and Beyonce was nicer to me at that time than Kanye. Yeah. yeah, I and I don't mean to say that in a negative way. He was just a little a no, little was, tired, a little drunk. Yeah, and it was just like, "Yo, appreciate what you guys are doing. We're doing some great shit." Yeah, and that was it. <laughs> I get, that was that was my boss being like, "Good, good job." Yeah, and I was like, "Cool." The Kanye one line is yeah. just a <laughs> such a Kanye Kanye moment, especially at that time. But I feel like he's always necessarily oh, yeah. well. After meeting them, after meeting him, our emails got better, mm. which was which was fire. Because he probably put a face behind the name, obviously now, and a, and a voice, and yeah, like a character, so yeah. whatever it was, or whatever the kid that I was at that time, you know, and I got to tell him. Every once in a while, like, yo, this song is crazy. I can't believe yeah. it. Like, this is fire, you know? And he's like, yo, I'm glad you like it, you know? It's like, it's cool. It started Once you started, once I started to actually be able to, like, say other things to him in email. It was, it was other like, than just work. It's like, an actual, you're building a relationship, some yeah. sort of kinship here. Yeah. You know, that's amazing. Wow. And then from there, how did this, um, eventually, the working relationship end, necessarily? Yo, I just I just got let go. Straight up, the blog was ending. Um, th- we were trying to move at the time. We were trying to move 
away from the blog and then make it a physical piece. Mm. Kanye was like a magazine. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So Kanye was looking to make the Kanye University magazine and whatever that was going to be called is going to be is going to I think going to be called like past times or past tell um, because of his clothing. Yeah, the clothing brand that never came. Mm -hmm. Pastel. It came. It had a couple jobs. Yeah, yeah, it's true. But it just it it was an, an uncut gem. Yeah, like it should have came out. He had shoes. He had a couple lines. The jacket, shoes. the jacket was fire. Exactly, and he had a couple of shoes too. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I, I think, oh, I, I think I never. I think he had a shoe. That I stuff was kind of almost pre like fucking social media. Feels like like it was like definitely blog era shit. But like if you were on it, people you were know. going crazy. Like this pastel shit when this comes out. Blah, blah, blah. I think he had one drop, one li- one or two line drops, and one wow. of those was the jacket. Yeah, and so like real small, but. Other than that, um, that's crazy though. So that never came to fruition, but that was like the plan, the magazine, and I guess through that transition, he just dropped everything. Well, that's when the Taylor Swift thing happened. His mm-hmm. mom, um, the girl that he was dating at the time, Wow, Amber, Amber Rose, Amber Rose, all of this. This is like all that combination. He just lost his mom, and then my first album with him was 808s. You know what I mean? So the heartbreak album. Yeah, fucking iconic album. And it's like he's becoming all of this and then boom it plummets because of Taylor Swift. Yeah. And Controversies. Then it, yeah, and then it, like he loses he loses his tour with Lady Gaga. Mm-hmm. He loses mad shit. He loses a lot of shit. Goes rogue for a couple years and then obviously my beautiful Doc Fantasy comes from all that. And just we faded away from from that and that position just dissipated so that's that's what that was but yeah always ended up staying close ended up modeling in easy easy season two like always stayed close that's amazing yeah. i feel like that would have been such a powerful thing if he would have had cultivated that actual magazine and that whole idea because that you know that could have been something that became what we see now with the complex magazine and all these other people that are just doing their thing i feel like no one really in that world of like a kanye Etc. has done anything like that. Like that would have been not that massive. Yeah, no, Jay Z tried but failed. Yeah, what was it? What was Jay Z? Uh, Jay Z had a couple other like little things. You know, was type, it Life and Times. No, no, no. Life and Times. Life and Times. Right. Yeah. Yes. And he had his Twitter. Yeah, my, mem- <laughs> my memory is crazy. Life and Times. I remember that. Yep. And then Title. I mean, Title was one of those birth childs for me. Remember, Title almost failed too. But mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot that came from that from those years. But Kanye was the biggest voice, and the blog was literally the center of attention. You know, so many rollouts. Good Friday was rolled out. Tyler, the creator, which, yo, I'm happy to say on this platform, I'm not going to say that I introduced Kanye to Tyler, the creator, but I'm just going to say that I love Tyler, the creator. And I sent Yonkers to Kanye and was like, this shit is dope. And he goes, fuck yeah, post that shit. And I posted that shit. And I'm just gonna say I think that's me. <laughs> Listen, I think they really knew each other beforehand, but like I think that's me. That's I, I think we might have to just say that that's what it was yeah. for I the title, it. I, and then just because I think it, obviously I think it's if he if that so so you sent him this was obviously email I'm assuming right at this time email mm-hmm. sent him an email of the video Yonkers. you checked it out might have just obviously what just came out type of vibe i was already a fan of bastard like yeah. i'm already following this kid you already following the odd future yeah. the whole situation that was happening yeah, i had no clue that kanye knew who he was if, yeah. if he did at that time i had no clue i was just 
a fucking super fan of Bastard. I'm like, this shit is the greatest shit I've ever heard in my fucking life. I'm like, this is Wu-Tang all in one person. Motherfuckers got to listen to this yeah. shit. And I was like, I got this platform. He drops this amazing yark video of eating a roach. I'm posting that shit. Yeah, facts. So I did, and he liked it. And that's just the future. Damn. <laughs> and now look at them now, you know, s- still showing each other love. Hell yeah. And Tyler being like a actual, it seems like a, like a branch of the Kanye West tree, especially when it comes to his albums and like, becoming a personality every release very similar to kanye west like every album a different personality a different look everything and tyler tyler's like one of the only artists really has done that to the best degree in the recent times to be honest every album childish gambino gambino absolutely you think so i know for sure but my thing is like i love this last album but then the last album it was nothing like it wasn't no he it, I loved it but I'm saying like oh childish you mean yeah yeah oh okay like he didn't like have a personality I think he never maybe maybe that was the whole thing with that album like I remember it had no cover art and it was like he leaked it but didn't leak it and then he dropped it again it had no names on it, it had no names like twenty four tracks and then yeah, twelve and then, tracks and then randomly like Ariana Grande's on like a bunch of random features <laughs> then everything was named like a binary code fucking yeah. thing that like somehow still made sense yeah but prior to that I definitely. I guess if if we, if we want to take that one away from an example, I guess like, yeah, because of the internet, and then going into complex, no pun intended. Yeah, complex had this incredible like write up on it a, a few years ago, almost probably like six or seven years ago of like comparing Childish Gambino to Kanye, and it's like Childish Gambino is the bastard child of Kanye West, and it was like the mm. coolest fucking write up write up piece. Yeah, and it was just like yes, I fully believe this. Yeah, I think uh, Charles Gambino's definitely lost respect. I don't know why, like online, for some reason, people, when it comes to musically, people are kind of like forgetting his impact. And I see it, and it kind of like, I'd be fucking confused. Like, I don't know what, what it really is, but he had, especially during the last, not the last album, because of the situation, like I said, he didn't really have like a thought out, or maybe that was a thing. Like, just, it's like a, make it feel like it's a draft or like a scraps, but it's actually masterpiece vibe. To be honest, right? When you listen to it. He's that guy, man. But before that, when he was actually on tour and like doing everything, like I went to see him, or I guess that was his last tour too. I went to that same one. Yeah, so because remember he was saying that this is my last tour, I'm mm-hmm. like retiring type shit. Um, but he really that's was out here. The, that's that was at the height of This Is America. I know because um Ray Shremmer <sighs> was on that tour with him and I was Yes, I was rocking yes, with Ray they Shremmer. opened up. They yeah. opened up that tour. Yeah, I, I went to see him in Boston at TD. I was at that TD show. Garden. Yeah, I was in the nosebleeds. You probably might have been behind <laughs> stage or something. Yes, I, yes, I was. <laughs> I have the photo to pr- prove it. I guess God I was damn. at that show. <laughs> Yo, no, but yeah, I love that that performance. He took his shoes off and shit was dancing. Yes, going, going crazy. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think he broke his or he made his foot bleed at one of the shows eventually, like from having no shoes and it was like a whole thing. But it was definitely after Boston. Yeah, after Boston. But um no I love I love Childish man I love Childish but prior to that yeah the Kanye West you know it, it it's crowd what were we even discussing the it's, blog era the stuff. blog era yeah, stuff the blog was moving into the magazine yeah the blog was moving into the magazine so then after that um how did you cultivate what was your next like in your opinion milestone situation because obviously that's something that a lot of people would die to say that they experience and you is something that's so far gone from your history that you reminisce on it but. Yeah. It's something that a lot of people live their whole life wanting, but that already happened for you. You built a bunch of other, you know, blocks in your life. What was the next milestone after the Kanye West situation? So I worked for Kanye for about three to four years. I I just turned twenty one. So at the age of twenty four, Carmeloop was the next step. 
Karma Loop. Karma Loop, for those who know, you guys remember Karma Loop, right? Obviously, everyone yeah, would shop on I Karma Loop. Heard that fucking name yeah, Karma Loop before um they I went wish. they went bankrupt eventually. That's what it was, right? Unfortunately. Before before the bankruptcy, everyone would be on it. That's in why school. I would buy my ten deep and shit. Like that was yep. heavy into ten ten deep. Yeah, they used to have the ambassador uh, thing that people become ambassadors of programs and like you could get the discounts and stuff and sign up for the email, the newsletters. And they really took over the fucking schools. Like everyone was talking about Karma Loop. Like that was such a fucking powerful brand. Like it was a marketing media powerhouse, a multimedia marketing powerhouse. So what was your position in Karma Loop? Started off as a model, modeled for four years, three years. So by like 20, 26, 27, then I started to work in the, the photo studio. And like by that point, I had already been modeling for them for three years. So like my face was really well known. Any model that was ever on Carmelo became their own celebrity. If you got booked a lot at Carmelo and you were seen, if you were like one of the six models yeah. on Carmelo, <laughs> motherfuckers knew you. They knew you. So I was one of those six, yeah. um, and, you know, it was, like, split between women and men, and that was it, man. I modeled for them for three years. Wow. Um, started to ring, you know, my name started to ring bells for that. Mm. That was, like, my first modeling gig, so I'm transitioning out of Carm- uh, Kanye. Modeling is still roaring for me. Karma Loop happens, um, and I get signed to a modeling agency, and then, like, boom. Everything, everything just starts to go. Everybody in Boston to to Rhode Island knows who I am straight from there. Wow! And within just a month, everybody's wow. like, "You're the Karma Loop kid," because I'm like, I was, I was in that bitch. Yeah. <laughs> so, after after me working modeling there actually for the first six months, and I was like, "All right, they're not letting me go," and I'm making the money, you yeah. know, like Ten Deep, brands like that, LRG, Converse. Like any brand that they put me on, I'm I'm making them money, so they're rebooking me, and it's just like, and then it was just like they wouldn't let me go, <laughs> they just didn't let me go, and it was like, okay, we're gonna get you an agency, so that's how I got my agency was because of Karma Loop. That's amazing. So it's just like, no, nope, we're gonna pay you, and we're gonna make sure that we do this right for you. So shout out to the whole team from from the photo studio that like legitimized me, and then made me a superstar right after wow. that. That's a fucking. He was one of the faces. Crazy. Yeah. I was one of those faces for six plus years. I was with that company for eight. Wow. Close, close to six. Excuse me, not eight. Close to seven. I was with that company. So like, rise and fall. When I first got there, it just became this Carmen Loop thing. Kid Cudi just just visited. Like, Kanye's cool with with Greg Selko. Pharrell's coming through the the, the office. Like, it's just becoming this multimedia powerhouse by year three. Year 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 four i come in year four and a half year five it's already a well-established company so i get the brunt of it we're already we're already famous so dog people are just coming through this studio i'm mingling and i'm just growing in this company and then i then i get into the photo studio and start actually working the studio hiring models now you know my career as a model has blossomed into that point so i know what to do i'm a model coach Yada, yeah. yada, yada. So it was just full circle all within like four years of work. That's amazing because you went from being in front of the lens to now being behind the lens. And booking. And booking. And, and getting models from Rhode Island to come to Boston to be on that site yeah. to get the same shit that I got. Whew. like Dot connector. Exactly. Yeah. That's, that's that's where that shit started for me. <laughs> Straight yeah. up. That's Karma Loop. 
allowed me to put people on. Yeah. Taught me how to be a community person and then also helped like flourish it for me and was like, all right, who do you think is dope? Mm. That's crazy for anybody to ever ask me that question. You, you wilding. You damn right. I'm going to bust this door open. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, Facts. It was um pretty easy for me to just be like, yep, I know exactly who to bring up to the city. Like, yeah. And I did for as long as I could yeah. put people on and let people get the same love that I did. So it was a lot. Man, that's amazing. Karma loop, man. That's a fucking historic situation, man. It was, man. Yo, we had Kanye and Dame Dash almost bought it. Sheesh. Pharrell, Pharrell came in as a partner for Karma Loop TV when he was moving. Remember that Breakfast Club for the first year that it was, or maybe I don't. Let me not say the first year, but there was a couple uh, interviews early on. The first, it, the first year, I'm pretty sure yeah. the Breakfast Club when it went live on YouTube. The first year it was sponsored by Karma, Karma Loop. I remember that for two the years. Branding of that, that's very true. So Charlemagne the God and all them. I got pictures with, with all of them, you know what I mean? Because we would just be able to go up to the studio yeah. and chill. Synonymous brands working together. Damn, man. That's fucking crazy, man. God bless Karma Loop, you know. Uh, but, man, I, I wish they were still here today because that, that stuff was so... Well, even that, even the Kanye University situation, like all these stu- all these things that you were so a part of were very pivotal moments in culture, if yeah. you know. Like, it's kind of like if, if you know, you know type of situation. But I definitely know. <laughs> yeah, I don't... I don't you know, I like to talk about myself, but I don't go around like I don't have it on a T-shirt. You know what I'm saying? So. Listen, <laughs> I can make you that T-shirt tonight. I, I'm we down, can man. sell out by Please. next week. <laughs> I'll take all the help I can get for sure. Yo, but it is it is a no. It is if you know, you know. You know what I'm saying? And, and like I like it that way. No, yeah, I'm really comfortable with that. I, I like that. Like I I never did any of this stuff to be uber famous. I did it to yeah. work. It just happened. You weren't seeking it, especially no. that situation where you got connected to Joe Perez. It's like a God, you know, divine fate type of situation where this woman was helping out just to help out. She was dope. You being yourself, yeah. you know, you attracted that energy and, you know, guys kept the blessing you. And speaking of blessings, after the Karma Loop situation, what was the next milestone? Because, bro, this. Yeah, it's a lot. Man. So I'm many. S- I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Another one. No. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah. So touring right after that. Um touring happened and then and then in that time i had already started touring so there's this big group from boston called bad rabbits that i'm like head over heels for biggest fan in the world and that opened up that was like a little subverse of my life as well i did a lot of like like core jabron things as far as just like being a thrasher having a mohawk like being just anti the system and all that other shit. You know what I mean? Like that's that other side of my life that like I love to talk about too, because I don't get too much. Mm -hmm. So bad rabbits was just this like anti pop R and B hip hop group. There was a band and they were the biggest thing coming out of Boston and transitioning out of Kanye. We were still trying to figure out the magazine. I was like, I was in charge of like finding the first artist to write up, to do a write up on. And I go to a Wale show in 2008 and this band opens up for them. And I'm like, yeah, I got, I have to write about these guys. These guys yeah. are amazing. I got to write about, and they're from Boston. So this is perfect for me. Yeah. You know, I, I'm like thinking cover. I'm thinking full spread. I'm like, you know, these guys are already big. They're winning awards in Boston. They've only, they, I'm thinking they're, they're huge. It was their first show together as Bad Rabbits. Yeah. Hmm. So I stay close and 
I meet this other group called Oxymorons through through them, and I just became a roadie. Wow. This is how it was. I just became a roadie. I was managing. I was like driving for them. I was doing sound tech. Like I'm learning with them, right? So I'm doing everything that a tour manager does, plus some, and just being a part of the homie. So there's these like group of eight cats plus me, this kid from Rhode Island. You know, they're all from the same block, Queens, New York, South Ozone Park. Wow. And they're all they're all childhood friends. I'm talking about like nah. I stay at his 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 crib. I've known him since he was nine. You know, he lived across the block. Yada yada. They're all family. Mm-hmm. And I get brought into this into this thing, and you know, we hit the ground running. Gym class heroes. Fucking this tour after that tour, show after show. Karma loop is happening for me simultaneously. I'm now four years into touring with these guys. There's this guy, Max, that comes in and is like, yo, I'm heading on, I'm building this tour with Kendrick Lamar, and I feel like I'm missing a host. I had just did Karma Loop uh, Freakathon, which was like me hosting this this thing. Yeah, it was like, it's like this 24-hour event that Karma Loop did. It was just wild. It was like live streaming, first ever, like wild shit, Twitter it was wild strippers hmm. just wild shit so it's the second year of them doing it greg is greg is like yo you're popping let's give you a platform he gives me like the company loved me you know what i'm saying because i i, I just fit so many roles in that company you know what i mean and i'm starting to get close to the to the owner he gives me the opportunity to host freakathon now the, free, hosting freakathon is a lot more simple than hosting a big ass fucking tour so, Bone Thugs and Harmony. Uh, fuck, what's his name? B- f- fuck the guy that thinks that says that he sound he sounds like uh, one of the guys from Wu Tang, the guy with the beard that does the food. Fuck, hip hop guys. Are gonna oh, kill me uh, Action Bronson. Action Bronson. <laughs> um, Killer Mike. Wow. Like, shit. I even brought up people from Rhode Island because Floss and Fame. If you know if you know who they are, you should because they're one of the best producers producer groups in in Rhode Island. Um, just got this Chris Fame, yeah, yeah. Just got these big records with Lupe, Rick Ross. So I even bring up them them up to 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 thing, and I host it. He sees that a month later, going on a tour with Kendrick. He's like, I think you should come host this tour. I was like, you're out of your mind. I've never hosted a big ass tour. I've never been the front man. You don't want to do this. I'm mad goofy. I'm gonna make you look corny. Like chill. Don't put me on your $3 million tour with this big-ass artist. <laughs> like, Don't do it, for real. And this was what, Section 80? Or was it? It's coming into Good Kid, Mass City. Good, okay. So Section 80 is the culmination. You know, he has all the hype. He has the fucking problems record. Okay, yes. With so this Rocky. is like Kendrick. Holy shit, yeah. Kendrick. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, he yeah. got this fucking great verse. The uh, control verse just mm. happened, too. So hype, hype. Right before, yeah. right before Good Kid, Mass City. And he's like, all right, I'll talk to you in three months. We leave in three months. We're hitting the spring tour. It's a college tour. Um, you know, think about it and get back to me. Three months. Sure enough, the same like Joe Perez, he this white guy comes back <laughs> and was like, all right, so you ready for this opportunity? I'm like, no, I, I can't do this, man. I'm, I got the job. I'm doing all this stuff. Like, I'm already hype off of Freakathon. Like, I'm feeling big. I'm on the Instagram. Like, it's going wild. Everybody loved me on Twitter. I'm already off a high. I don't need anything else. Like, 
my general rule of thumb is like, if I have one funny joke, I have to keep it at that one funny joke because I'm going to fuck it up afterwards. So like, that's like my life. Yeah. Like if I have one good thing, I got to chill before the next good thing happens. And he's like, all right, well, I'll see you in three weeks. I'm not taking no for an answer. I'm like, yo, wildin', bro. <laughs> I've never hosted a tour, you know what I'm saying? And sure enough, this this dude somehow, some way convinced me, got on that bus day one, and it was just like surfboard. Wow. I'm just like cruising. You know, fucked up a lot, but he was fucking right. I was natural. That's great. And then how does this work? Like, actually, I'm assuming you eventually met um, Kendrick Lamar. Oh, yeah. So it was it a situation where right away... They introduce you like this is gonna be the guy that's gonna host. Like, here's a former introduction. Yeah, let's oh, yeah. now you're gonna very, work. It's very simple. Like at that point, I'm already six, seven years into being a professional. Um, it's really simple. You know what I mean? It was nothing different. Like I get it. You're a celebrity. We're working. I'm gonna introduce. I'm gonna introduce you. It's very clear cut. There's no like, for that tour, there was no real like. Here's the manager. Here's the bouncer. You got to talk to him. Then talk to him. No middleman. Nah, it was just straight up him in some sweats, white t-shirt, me in, in a similar outfit of like, ah, right, yo, what's up? All right, cool. Yo, don't do this. Okay, I do like that. Don't say this. All right, cool. All right. And then for a month and a half, <laughs> we play basketball, eat food, see each other in passing. It's really just, you know, if you don't put that emphasis on it and you just chill, like everybody's normal. Jesus Christ, man, you lived the life. <laughs> um, wow. And this was obviously, at that time, obviously people probably not looking at Kendrick Lamar how they're looking at him now. I mean, they were at that time. But well, I feel I like was. I was. <laughs> I was. I feel like I was uh, when he came it's out. It's Good Kid Mad City. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Man, down. <laughs> Where you from? Yeah. It's backseat freestyle. Oh, man. You know what I mean? Kendrick have a dream. Like, yeah. Every song was. I feel like I was, song, for sure. <laughs> All my life, I put, come yeah. on, that shit. I felt like he was one of those situations where right away I felt school, I felt like what, where he's at now was bound to happen. And then I got to come back home and hear it that large at Bounce House at a Stay Silent party, <sighs> understanding why this song is so impactful. Like, when Jay drops that shit, come on, man. Oh, my God. <laughs> Call it your boy. And, and to this day, it's a song that they play it's at the, every is. festival, everything, every part, every situation, every club. Like Funk Flex says, if it's not all if it's not like all about the Benjamins, it's mm-hmm. not popping. Facts, and that's that song. That song, backseat freestyle, is all about the Benjamins. Yeah, or Mad, or Mad City, especially um, if Pyrus and Crips all got along, they probably be playing. I think they had the Super Bowl. Backseat freestyle is still bigger. You think so? I know so. I saw it. Yes. <laughs> I yeah. saw it. I mean, it's true. I'm, everyone, everybody wants that. that, that, intro, yeah, yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. when you see that shit in the crowd and you see how people react to when shit. Like when shit drops, you know what song people really want. I pray my dick get big as the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> backseat freestyle is gorilla up, mode, dog. Yeah. Like yeah, you true. swinging, you want to swing. You bass booming, yeah. everything's just right about that. Song. Your girl, yeah, if your girl is next to you, she's swinging too, dog. I'm trying, <laughs> yeah. I promise you. But who won one on one basketball? You beat Kendrick one on one? No. <laughs> Yo, Kendrick is tight. Steve Aoki is too. Yeah, yeah, they can play ball. Well, I mean, I seen Steve Aoki throw a baseball the other day. Oh, no, Steve Aoki was everywhere. Steve he was Aoki at the Fenway. Was he was at the TD at the TD Garden as well. But so this was because obviously you were chilling, but it was obviously it wasn't was it ever like a competitive type of situation? I know rappers really get competitive with basketball. Was it ever like a one on one? It was just the crew, just oh three yeah. on three. It was just decompressed, man. It was just like let's have fun. Yeah, 
We, we, I mean, you know, you're on the road with people and you're seeing everybody at the same time, almost like you're going to run into them 50 different times. People are moving behind stage, you know what I'm saying? If you're doing these big arena tours, I was doing five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten cap rooms. Five days a week, you know, when Drake says these shows is back to back to back to back now, like that's what they that's what these guys are talking about. Like five to six days a week, maybe one day off. And if you're them, then you're, you know, sometimes you're not even on a bus. You're jet to jet. So it's even worse. But um, you're just seeing everybody all the time. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's it's exciting backstage because you understand the production value of like what these all these moving parts is doing. But if you're the artist, you just got to chill, eat six to seven times a day. And yeah, you work for an hour and then you go on to the next city. You fall asleep in the coffin and you wake up the next morning at seven. You do it all over again. Yeah, man. Yeah, that shit becomes, you know, tiring. But I would say definitely, I guess to some capacity, if you're not doing the, the flying around too much, it becomes more, you know, dur- uh more, more, more something that you can endure more because the the jet lag and shit. Is, that's when it gets crazy. Like it's the overseas, easy, it's, e- it's actually easier by plane. Yeah, when you're when you're doing those things, but you know, once you get to their status, they're, pri- they're flying private. I mean, Kendrick wasn't flying private at that time. He was on the bus. Yeah. So he was riding with us. He just had his own bus. That's yeah. the difference. Yeah. And then the same thing with the next artist, Logic. So that happened after that. Mm-hmm. Okay. It was Logic and Cruella. And Logic was just bumping. Same thing. Mixtape coming into his first his first album. Just got off tour with Kid Cudi, who was my favorite artist of all time. Never knew who he was beforehand. Had no idea. I'm t- 25. He's like 22 or something. That young. I'm like, already feel like an old man. You know what I mean? Next to this kid. And he's on the top of the world. Fucking no idea who he was. I, I remember even telling him. I was like, I'm going to be real with you, man. We met for the first time. I'm sorry to just go no, into no, that. No, no, no. Do you think? We met first time in Orlando. Mm-hmm. That was our first show. Again, I don't know who this kid is, but I'm like standing, looking at the 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 floor, the arena fill up with the kids from the school, and I'm just chilling there, just like t- soaking it in. And he just comes. He comes next to me because I guess he was just doing the same thing that I was doing, just trying to like ease my mind. And he goes. And he just sits to, sits with me, talks to me. It was just me and him. Just talked. I didn't even know that he was the artist at that point. I just thought he was just, just some cool kid. And come to find out, I'm introducing him. I, you know, I asked him what his name was. He's like, oh, I was like, okay, cool. And then, man, that was like the funnest tour I had because we were just young kids. Just fucking young kids. And you got hired to do what the same thing that happened hosted. with the Kendrick. They were like, oh, he hosted for the Kendrick tour. They were looking for a host for the Logic Tour. Boom. The tour company was a college campus tour. It was called Verge Tour. And I just was like, they bought they bought the next one. So it was just like, all right, they just used the same thing, put me on that one. Then Ray Shremard and then whoever else that we did after that. We did, yeah, Kendrick, Logic, Ray Shremard. Wow. And, oh, Ch- Chance the Rapper, then Ray Shremard. Chance the Rapper, then Ray Shremard. Yeah. Wow, but for, for some reason, I don't know, I, I feel like, because... Yeah, with the Logic situation, for some reason, always stood out to me, your connection with Logic. Was it because it was, like, for you, in your opinion, that was, like, one of the strongest... Friendships. Friendships you built, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's cool that you know that. Yeah. Um, dude just... Dude just... Yo. 
how you see him on his on his social media is exactly how he's in in person. Like that dude will make a plate for me. You know what I'm saying? Like he'll serve yeah. me. I don't mean to say this in a negative sense. So yeah, yeah. Bobby, if you see this, you know this. You know what I'm saying? He's yeah. a really kind kid. He's a really kind man now because that's who he is today. But Bobby is not afraid to be like, yo, come in my bus. Yo, you want something to eat? Yo, I'll, I'll make you a plate. Do you want me to serve you something? Like he's not. He's like completely away from ever wanting to be like prince. You know, he just wants to be really just himself. And I just think that we really understood each other. At that time, I wasn't drinking. Neither was he. Um, we just thought similar. We just did, man. And, man, that kid was, like, wise beyond his years. And he dealt with a lot in his life, dealing with a lot of different just battles that he had at that time. So we just connected. And he had a group of his friends that was around him that we all connected with as well. And we were just a great crew. We were just yeah. a great fucking crew. We had so much fun. Just that's the Rat Pack. Hell yeah, yeah, yep. All of them. Rhetoric, um, Lino, Lembo, <laughs> Lino <laughs> from Boston. Yes, yeah, yeah, different uh, one. <laughs> uh, um, uh, his whole crew is producer. Yeah. Um, six. The chemistry was just crazy. It was just yeah. We were just we we felt family quick, man. It was like day one. I'm like, oh, great. You're not on some bullshit? <laughs> Quick. You know what I'm saying? Like, Thanks. oh, you guys aren't on some bullshit. Like, you guys just really just want to hang out and, like, be on some normal shit. And, like, his bus and our bus was just, like, the best of friends. Day fucking one. Day one. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, because I, 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 yeah. Because through all this, you can definitely, you know, come across a lot of situations, but in reality, the majority of this industry is so much shady bullshit, you bullshit. know, perception. They make it seem like it's something, and it's like, it's literally, if anything, 1% of what it seems, and it's like, they're just selling you the lie. But when you come across certain people that it's like, oh, like you said, this is, you're not bullshitting. It's like, those are something that, you know, some moments and people that forever you're going to be Connected grateful for. It. Yeah, Absolutely. Like, yo... That dude invited me to his first wedding. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't see him any differently than I see you. Mm -hmm. It's like Lupe always taught me that. Like, I don't need, no one needs to be on that bullshit. You know, my connection to Lupe is deep as well. That's a part of a timeline that I was skipped it, was out it, on. Was it around the, the same the Kanye? Yeah, it was before Kanye. Before the Kanye? Yeah, my connection to Lupe is deep. So let's tap into that real Damn. quick then. Let's run by that real quick. Quick summary of that. Right, so quick summary of yeah. that. This is pre everything I just said for the last hour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is legit. Yeah. Pre everything that I just said in the last hour. Lupe is the grand wizard of 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 me. Damn, let me not say that. The grand <laughs> fucking coolest person in the world. Mm -hmm. Not grand wizard. That's why. Um, my connection to him. His best friend plus. TJ plus producer is a Dominican guy from Rhode Island. Guy named Sama says, mm. um, had a friendship connection with somebody in his family. Did the same thing for me. It was just like, yo, I know you're a big fan of Lupe. I'm going to make sure you meet him because yada, yada. Subsequently, again, I worked at the mall. I worked at Apple. Everybody knew I worked at Apple. Apple was the biggest thing in the world. Obviously, he needed a favor at Apple. So I was 100% going to give him this favor. Yeah. Um, and it just went from there. He was like, yo, you should come to this like music video shoot that I'm going to do. I know you model because of Henry Moo. Henry Moo and my friend Kelvin Fabian, they just hooked it up. And that was history. I've been able to see Lupe for as long as his career <laughs> has lasted. Wow. I'm the strongest connection to that dude. Um, everybody around him, 
from his producers to the record label, people that worked with him over at Atlanta, everything. I was so heavily involved with everything Lupe. I wish I could talk He's more about that. He's a pioneer of a lot of this shit happening, man. Another one that I think definitely needs more flowers, like Lupe. My God, especially when it comes to just 1% of his situation where it comes to, like, the fashion rap and all that. Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. Like, he was rhyming about all these brands that people are wearing today. Lupe like, was the first person to say Goyard. Decades ago, like, it was... And then Pharrell was like, yeah, Goyard. <laughs> and yeah. Kanye was like, yeah, Goyard. Yeah. People sleep. Yeah. And, and it's because I think I feel like for him, it was like, not not saying that for them, it wasn't from a, a genuine place, but for him, it was so, so genuine that it, it never became hype beastie or became how these guys, you know, a Kanye would take it to or Pharrell can take it to to some levels sometimes as well. And even to the point that these brands connect with them, Lupe was just off the cuff for the love. No money behind it. Didn't care. Didn't want to work with you. It was just, I'm just into this, and this Absolutely. is what it is. Yeah, you know. I mean, he was also he also is very much like into Japanese culture, Chinese culture, and just Asian culture in general. Just a connection you and I have. You know, what mm -hmm. I mean, we're connected to that stuff. Like, yeah. Now it's in our families, but as as I was growing up, it was in it was in my sights. It was everything I ever wanted to see. So, you know, when he's t speaking about these these Korean artists and these k-pop artists you know early early i'm like what the fuck is k-pop and this guy's like yeah i got a record with a k-pop star in fucking 2006 well, who the fuck was doing that in 2006 lupe was the only one Bro. you know he's probably looking at everything right now and just laughing well <laughs> just rem just remember two things that lil wayne skateboarded because of lupe that's mm -hmm. huge mm -hmm. think about that little wayne yeah Little fucking well, not even just him, a whole generation of people. But Little Wayne was was the generation that popped it. Remember yeah, you can argue that. Yeah, definitely. You can argue that because Little Wayne at the time was the largest voice. Lupe was like, "Oh, the skateboarding guy, kick, push, yeah." And then, and then Little Wayne's like, "I fuck with that over there. Let me go get it. Let me go learn and put it on TV. Let me start a brand, Truck Fit." Yeah. Um. So very, very influential, man. And also, secondly, genius. The app genius came because of Lupe. That is a fact. Oh, the the lyric the breakdown. That is true. The owner of Genius. And aren't they? Isn't it like they were kids though, right? Like they were, weren't they? They were all right. They were my age. They were like, they were probably just like twenty two. Lupe was like twenty four when he really started to pop because he was a part of a group called Wolfpack, mm -hmm. and he was so he was already kind of popping. But once he really started to emerge out of his mixtape era, yeah, he was like twenty four, twenty six. Damn young jesus christ no lupe is a fucking that man he's an encyclopedia sorry i have a lot of connections this is music industry no i, I love i love Stories. it i love it that's why you're here that's why you're here and damn so damn where do we go from here i would say <laughs> yeah I, I promise you we're gonna need two more episodes <laughs> part one yeah of, of three um damn but when it comes to your most recent, before we get into the, the DJing situation briefly, what would you say uh, was like a another milestone that has happened in your recent years? Because, you know, you got so many. I do. I do have so many. And sometimes I don't. Yeah, man, I feel like I'm still working. So, like, I don't. It's not like it's I, tough to look back sometimes. You'd yeah, be like, oh. yeah, I'm not really reminiscing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm not. I'm really excited for what's ahead of me. Like I love yeah. everything of what's ahead of me, and and the things that are ahead of me is like my, the collective, the DJ collective that I'm a part of now called Low Key. Shout out to Low Key PVD. Yeah, thank you, man. We're we're really 
doing something that's up, like close to our hearts and I'm really fucking tight to be able to be a part of something with like other creatives that like see it the same way that I do like the same music that I do have the same jokes um, and also my family and my friends um, my solo career as a DJ is going really well as well like I'm just last I'm night he was DJing the Trippy Red and yeah. um, concert out in New Jersey yep you know he was out there doing Crushed his thing shit, got booked for that straight up you know do you did your thing Shout out to Trippy. Um, and yeah, and that creative collective, shout out to the whole creative collective, low key doing events all the time at Revival, everywhere, at Crib, you know. Yep. And I wish you guys a lot of luck. I mean, you don't even really need luck. You guys are killing it already. <laughs> now you we know? need all the luck we can, man, because it's still <laughs> new. It's still a new, um, it's a still a new business, you know what I mean? And we still, yeah. individually, we can't do much for the great, for like the sum of our parts, you know what I'm saying? So I can't be. Like the 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 complete voice has to be able to speak louder than just the its individual parts. So mm-hmm. no, we definitely need all the luck we can get. So please <laughs> give me all the luck we can get, man, because we want to win. You know, we want we want to do good and we want to do we want to do right. Facts. Yeah, you know. No, that's true. That's true. Shout out to the low key PVD. And what would you say for someone who's watching this and has heard all this and like, damn, this guy's from Providence, Rhode Island. You know, he's Dominican, he's like me, or even not necessarily like me, but I'm, damn, like, just a simple fact, like, he came from something and then got to rub shoulders with these people that I might idolize or just might think, like, that can never, ever happen, especially because I'm from Providence, Rhode Island. What would be your key words to this individual thinking right now? Key word, key phrase is that I'm just you, too. That's it. There's nothing different. There's nothing different between me or you. Period. I just I want it just as bad as you do, and I just haven't stopped. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I just haven't stopped, man. I want it bad as just as you do, and if you can follow that same path of just wanting what it is that you want, there's no difference between any of us. And I'm really grateful that anybody that I've ever worked alongside with taught me that. Like I'm not different from anybody, and I don't ever care to be. I just want to do cool shit, see cool shit, see people succeed. And be the best that they can be because that's what I'm trying to be. So that's my key phrase. Just do you. I'm going to do me. If you don't like it, cool. <laughs> Fast forward. If you like it, cool. I'm going to do me. Yeah. You do you. You do you. That's a fact. What would you say? Who would you say is your favorite um artist of all time? Or rapper if it narrows it down. If your artist doesn't necessarily pertain to be a rapper. Favorite, man. That's hard, man. That's hard, but that would be unbiased because I, I, you know, you obviously know so many. <laughs> you don't want to offend nobody. <laughs> I think, I think that for me, like a good chunk of my Mount Rushmores are like people that I kind of speak about frequently, which is Kid Cudi, Pharrell, um, J, like I can't say Jay. I'm I'm more influenced influenced by Jay now as a grown man than I ever was as a kid. As a kid, okay. Yeah, so like Lincoln Park are up there for me. I'm really into like that kind of alternative nirvana shit too um so i love that yeah people really know me for talking about lupe a lot so that's what people know that like my my affinity for him is oh yeah it's huge but people often forget that like tupac was really the first person that i always had like an obsession (coughs) with so that's like my biggest idol because he is everything that i am that i ever wanted to be so like when i first saw tupac 
as an entertainer and as a creative is like, all right, that's who I want to be. I want to be raw, uncut, super honest, like as best as I can be because I don't ever want to have to lie about anything. And I just want to do what I want to do. I want to be who I want to be in my own way. And he always taught me that. So that's my biggest idol yeah. ever. Describe the day you met Tupac. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's crazy right there. <laughs> that's the crazy stuff. Yo, he was walking mom. down uh, Broad Street. I almost, met it. I almost met his mom. Really? Yeah, I almost met Mrs. Afini Shakur. Shout out to Afini Shakur, man. Yeah, Legendary. Skin of my teeth um, in L.A. once. Like, almost ready. Almost wow. ready. Damn. That would have been, like, milestone for me. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, cause I feel like you look into her eyes and you, you, you would have been able to just feel... That man's, yeah. I think she would have energy. Felt my yeah, and she would have felt like my appreciation for her. Yeah, mutually back. Yeah, yeah, and her. So. Oh man, but there, there we have it. You know, we could be here all day talking about this legendary uh, <laughs> person right here. We appreciate you sharing your stories. You know, for the culture, and I know you don't like looking back sometimes and stuff because you're really focused on, you know, elevating and going forward and moving on in your life. But I definitely would say that. It's definitely a good thing to look back sometimes, especially in a situation like this where we can document this and this lives on forever yeah, as well. You know, so I definitely wanted you to do that because you have an incredible story and yeah, the world deserves it, especially Promise Rhode Island. We need this. Oh yeah, I I, I think right. so too, and I think that I just uh like that's what I've always fought for. You know what I'm saying? It's because it's like my quote is that like I haven't achieved the things that I've achieved and to keep it to myself. Facts. Yeah, you know I mean, so like. I don't wear the moniker on the name because it's like, I think it looks cool. It's like, I'm really trying to embody what my name looks like next to that airport code and what that stands for for everybody. You know what I mean? So like, I'm, I'm just looking to stand under the tent and not be the tent. I just want to stand under the tent. And what can I do inside of that tent for my community that can better everybody under, under that tent, you know? And like, if I can help then move the tent just a little wider so that more people can be under that tent, then that's great. And if there's more of us inside of that shit, that's even better. I love that. Yeah. I never heard that before. The tent, I love that shit. <laughs> I'm going to take that shit and use that shit too. That's yeah, hard. Because, yo, you want the shade, man. You don't want to be in the sun with the beaming sun. You know what I mean? You, you don't want to be under the weather. Like, you got, you need you need to have somebody to, to storm the weather with, you know. And Did you ever rap? What? No. <laughs> really? Never, ever? Never even wrote, written nothing down to, like, maybe rap or poetic? Yes. Yes. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> well, 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 did you have, but did you have, like, a plan? Like, yo, I'm going to rap and I'm going to be maybe this, maybe one day, and this is my name, or, like, I might do this look, or, like, and I'm assuming it might have been even prior to everything, right? I was like, during the time. <laughs> <laughs> during the time. Trying to sneak a few bars in the studio Yeah, Yeah, man. Like, I would fucking wouldn't. You're around all these people. It's like, and then sometimes, that's why I learned through being around a lot of these artists and stuff is like, I low-key, if I rapped, I low-key might have benefited more because they just love like other artists. Like they appreciate creatives and shit, but for some reason, other artists, like especially other rappers and stuff, they just connect with on some other shit. It's, it's, it's weird, but... I, I I never I probably won't ever be I never wanted to be a rapper I probably won't ever be but what was that situation where you wanted to be a rapper once let's let's break this down real quick what happened oh fuck <laughs> um, <laughs> I thought it was cool man <laughs> like, let me rap man 
<laughs> Might as well. Nah. <laughs> Honestly, it was Chachi. Okay, Chachi. For those who don't know, legendary rapper out of the city, Providence, Rhode Island. Legendary dot connector as well. OG, older, but very like, like there's, yeah. There's no, Still there's no age on his like influence. Nah, he's literally Gandhi. Yeah, he's like gonna be the best rapper of all time forever. Yeah, he's Period. he's amazing. He's yeah. amazing. Um, Chachi, Chachi and I have always had a connection. And long story short, on that, Chachi was just like, "Yo, you're cool. Like, let me let me ghostwrite for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let me just go. Let me just ghostwrite some shit for you. You know, you write some shit and I'll fix it. And yeah, and like we'll lay it down and I'll teach you how to do it. And yeah, we did." And it was fire. <laughs> the song was kind of tight. I mean, it had to be chopped up crazy. <laughs> Did it ever come out? I don't know. <laughs> Is it like unlisted or like on SoundCloud, like an unlisted link or something? I have a couple more tracks too because my cousin is an industry writer as well. Okay. So once I turned 21, like my cousin was at the, the height of his career as well. And he's like, right. He, my cousin is a co-writer on Bum Bum Bum. And wow. wrote a lot of shit for Diddy. Um, Wrote a lot of shit for Dr. Dre, too. Wow. Shit. Shit. Yeah. So my cousin also, when he heard my record with Chachi, he's like, oh, this is actually kind of tight. And I had a couple more records <laughs> with my cousin, but that was as far as that went. But the song that I did with Chachi, definitely I, I performed at the time because I would, damn, you see? I was doing shows with this kid named P-Lo. And mm. I was like his hype guy back then. And P-Lo, he's on the sax. And he was really tight. So it got to a point where even P-Lo was close to Chachi and was like, yo, you should write because you fly. Like, you should just write. You got charisma. You got this. Like, people fuck with you. So just do it. See what happens. Yeah. If you add music to your situation, uh, you already had, you already um, cross off all the boxes. You check off all the boxes of everything else when it comes to potentially being an artist. You just didn't have music. So they wanted to maybe potentially put that music behind you. Fester, yeah. Yeah, to see what could happen. They wanted to incubate it. Yeah. yeah. So Chachi and P-Lo was like, just try it. Like I, I'm gonna help you. Yeah, Pilo is a master producer. So is Chachi. So is Chachi's a master writer. So he wrote me some shit, and then I would perform it with Pilo. Pilo <laughs> would let me perform this record that was fly. <laughs> it's a fly ass record that they both produced from the yeah. for me. I'll get it. I have it. I yeah, I gotta. Have it. You gotta send it to me. I gotta hear it after this at some point. I've never sure. said that out loud. That's crazy. <laughs> Listen, I'm surprised you didn't go through a situation where you felt the confidence of like. You might have been in the studio one day with like a Kendrick or Logic and like you just randomly play it by accident. Like pretend like you played it and then be like, oh, my bad. And they might be like, wait, Trip on who the was space, that? The space bar real quick. Who was that real quick? You'd be like, oh, no, that's, that's me. But that's some other guy. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, oh, that's fire, though. We'll what play that you, back. What do you think? Yeah. <laughs> I was the original moment at, at Sway when the guy was like, that shit is trash. <laughs> that was the original moment. Yeah, Listen, who knows? You might have been. You could have probably been on TDE. <laughs> it would have been it would honestly yo yo bobby could tell you that bobby almost got me onto rat pack he's like i'm about to get you to like to sign on something yeah, yeah quit so that was the closest thing that i ever got to like a record deal <laughs> he, just wanted to be, he just was like yo, i just want you to be around all the time and be an was, artist yeah he was like your feature on my albums yeah. or something oh uh, yeah almost I, yeah he almost put me on he almost he almost made me do an intro mm. on tits okay wow Never said that out loud either. Damn. I was almost on tits. And that <laughs> was my favorite fucking album. That was my favorite album from him. Wow. Listen. 
We got did some they, gems today. Did uh, that verse like not go through though? Like I never even got to the point of recording. Oh, it was God. just like, yo, you do you want to do an intro for me? It's like I have this thing in mind that I think that you would sound really cool on. Mm. Just never, it just never went through. Yeah. And then it was like, yo, do you want to come on tour? <laughs> so, like, like after our first tour, it was it, like his first. Um, like on some friendship rather than like a oh, job. Now it's like, yo, you're so cool. Just come, come on tour. Come yeah, on tour come with on us. The road because he yeah. was about to do. Um, under pressure so i was gonna be on under pressure tour and he was just like don't come work just come chill you got like a month that you just want to come out and ended up not doing it because i ended up getting some other opportunities but yeah yeah listen we're gonna cover some topics but all the gems you dropped Sorry. were more than enough for today i feel like everything else we're gonna discuss well obviously we're gonna th- we'll touch upon one topic that's gonna be um um Definitely rest in peace, those children, when we get to that. But everything other than that, it's yeah. like, shit doesn't matter because you dropped so much gems today. We appreciate it. Yo, appreciate the um, platform, man. I'm a big fan, so I'm really grateful to be on this, man. I, I love what you guys do, and that's genuine. Um, um, love it, man. Appreciate that. I'm a big appreciate fan it. of, like, y'all, the way y'all nerd out because y'all nerd out the same way I do, and <laughs> y'all love it the same way I do. So I'm like, I mean, this is like... Listen, this is like Mecca for me right here. You know, what I mean? this is like I feel like I'm on two dope boys. <laughs> shout out. Sorry to b- shout out another blog, but, you no, know, shout out to everyone. Shout out yeah, to everyone. Yeah, we all can grow. We all we all it's love for everybody. But nah, man, trust me, you drop so many gems that when you leave, I'm going to start sweeping and I might become a millionaire with all these diamonds. <laughs> I'm going to just pick up from this floor because you drop so much gems casually just saying shit nonchalantly. But it's because you are who you are. Like, you're very humble about it. You know, you've been past the fanboy type of energy you I'm know he's gonna be a fanboy but in heart by oh, heart yeah, though absolutely by heart i don't ever want to lose that yeah yeah, yeah. no I see, I see what you mean no that's facts because you do you know your history about it so it's like you're from an appreciative standpoint you did it for a check at the same time but you it's knew it's gonna be about a check exactly for sure. exactly like, because i could do it yeah. like, exactly I, you should pay me because i could do it at the best quality level you know your value exactly you know your value yeah you know and that's another thing i, I Listen up. I'll get it. <laughs> Yo, for straight up, the Trippy Red concert let me know that last night that I'm I'm really fucking good for sure. Like at yeah. Houston and like what I'm doing right now, like the fact that even the building manager was like, "Yo, impressing shit." Yeah, Trippy was impressed. Like, yeah, it's cool. Like I know I'm good at what I do, so yeah. you gotta pay me for sure. You're multifaceted, and then also you're proving that age is nothing but a number. Like you've done things decades ago, yes, right, but. <laughs> You're still doing shit now and new shit. Like, you're still building, 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 building that, you know. Like I said earlier, man, you got to look back at it and, like, pat yourself on the back. Like, yo, shit, you're really doing this shit. And it's amazing to see. For sure. Literally hours ago. Like, it's crazy, (laughs) you know. This was, like, the the greatest gift outside of that, to be honest with you. Because you didn't, I don't know that I told you that night when you had asked me. Oh, at the, the Joe, the Thunderstorm uh, listening yeah. party? Yeah, I don't know that I told you that I was, but I, I remember, like, sitting with him. I, yo, I'm a fan of what you guys do, okay? I'm not afraid Appreciate to say it. that. I'm a big fan, so I'm like, oh, Thank you. man. Like, I've always Appreciate wanted this opportunity to talk to him, you know what I mean? This was, like, a geek moment for me. Nice love. And it naturally, you know, it naturally went to that. But, like, I'm like, he invited me on. I'm like, I'm fucking doing a show with Trippy Red the day before. <laughs> like, this is the greatest moment of my life. Back to back. Yeah, I was like, this is fucking great. Yo, I drove back like, I can't wait to get in town. It's blessings on blessings. No, and I yeah. appreciate that, man. It's genuine because, to be honest, so many people, yo, can I, when I could, come on, blah, blah. It's like, bro, I'll either give them a nice answer or I'll just ignore them. It's like, I am going to select who I want to select. This is my platform, my content. 
Like, and I know who's deserving of it. And every time we have a guest, it's like an eye-opening experience. People be like, oh, this part, because I know, like, you guys are special, like, and we come from a special place, and it needs to be highlighted. Like, people think, like, Providence, Rhode Island is, like, the smallest state in this whole fucking mentality, and it's like, embrace that, because who the fuck is here? Like, look, this guy was on tour with all these artists that you fucking loved, and it was years ago, he was a part of the cultivation of a lot of their situations. Like, literally, you might have not been able to enjoy a Kendrick Lamar concert because of this man if he wasn't there. And he was there making sure that these this shit happened. Like, you know, these key moments that aligned and you're still here in Providence Rhode Island. Like, it's like, yeah. so trust me, like, you, you deserve to be here, you know, just as uh, anyone else that's been that's here. Fact, so, fact. trust me. <laughs> <laughs> Rest in peace, Chadwick, man. Oh, damn, for real. Yo. But um, yeah, man. Let's talk about some topics for the week. We'll start with Rhode Island topics. We're gonna get Jabron's um quick opinion on all this stuff. We're gonna run by everything right here. Doing these hot takes. So Rhode Island, uh, shout to Rhode Island. Uh, weed is fully now legal, recreational as well. That was like the last tier left to pass, and has happened. Uh, <laughs> as he got his THC pen, you know what I'm sorry, saying? Sorry, right there. <laughs> Doing his thing. I would tell Erlen to pull out the weed, but we might have to censor it. Yeah. Like we, you know, it's it's nearby, guys. It's in the vicinity. We got we got the celebratory. We got know, the plant joint too. Yeah, we got it. But um, it's amazing to see uh because it's such a full fucking three sixty moment or one eighty moment where people aren't on the other side of things. There's a lot of people who used to get obviously incarcerated because of this. You get scared to walk around with weed, and then now look at this. It's like fully legal now and, and especially in rhode island so shout out to everybody that passed that law fully they signed it off we talked about it when it was about to happen now it's, it's fully here so congratulations all the weed smokers i'm not one myself but i appreciate it you know it's a plant from god <laughs> yeah yeah from the ground <laughs> <laughs> you know what i'm saying one, shout out to achievement first high school for inviting me uh last week i spoke at their high school oh, spoke man, to the ninth graders the cool. freshman class yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, I spoke to them. So shout out to them for inviting me. It was a very dope experience. Um, yeah, much, much love to the ninth graders there. I got a couple DMs from them afterwards, and I'm hopefully gonna be talking to more high schools. I got reached out after that by a couple other Hope specifically. Awesome. So awesome, since you're here, you're a Hope alum right here in the building with us. So shout out to Hope if we make that happen. But yeah, that was that's that's that shit was crazy. You know, that shit was very, very very humbling, but I was also at the same time it's like it just felt like okay, this is this is where where I should be and this is what I should be doing, you know. And I got a lot of DMs of people reminding me of that, like yo, like you're really inspiring these kids. And I was like, yeah, yeah, you know. But then I'm like sitting back, like because I've done it for so long, especially with the YouTube, with the YouTube, we got the DMs and stuff. But then being in front of this whole class and it's like their first year in high school, and I remember going through that, and that's where everything started, like in high school, like the the channel, like. Or ba yeah, basically towards the near of high school, but during high school, and a lot of people, obviously, that's where you find yourself, you know, because right after high school, that's when you started your journey into modeling, acting, yeah. and everything. So it, it's ama school. it's amazing. Yeah, I started in high school for sure. It was <laughs> that was like the culmination of of everything for sure. Yo, it, when when I was in high school, man, we had cops that came in and told us not to do drugs. Like, wow. You know what I'm saying? Instead of just like giving us something else to think about it was like just don't do drugs like don't be anything great just don't do drugs because we don't want to lock you up that's essentially what they crack were, is whack that's yeah that's what yeah. they were saying to us it's like you never had anybody 
just coming in to like just talk about cool shit. Like, you know, I went to high school with A Rap music and cool shit for same us. class. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. Me and A Rap, yo, me and A-Rap, that's my guy. Me and him are mad close. They. We gotta get a documentary <laughs> on you or something. <laughs> Dipset would pull up. <laughs> yo, Duke the God would pull up to school and pick him up. Cause he was he was still yeah cause it was all he was still in school while fucking yeah. making records like yeah. making having cam having Cameron on on his voice man like this is a rap this is a rap and Cameron together like straight up I gotta get get a uh, rap in here no yeah. one's giving him that prime interview in the city that he deserves that he deserves I'm, I gotta give him for you I promise I Let's appreciate make it that happen. yeah he needs that he needs that he needs that for sure he deserves all he deserves all the accolades that he he deserves man for my sure. God Rhode Island we <laughs> we're fucking amazing guys. Speaking of Rhode Island, um, the home that inspired The Conjuring, the home in Rhode Island, was sold for $1.5 million. Uh, classic home, especially those who love horror movies and horror films, The Conjuring. It was one of the things that kind of, you know, like a historical little Rhode Island fact. People always mention that movie with this yeah. state and stuff and that house specifically, and it's sold for $1.5 million. So congratulations to them. They're richer, not I me. Don't, I don't know how they do that, bro. Cause like I've heard while they was filming the movie, like they saw the grandma's ghost, they saw the kids uh, running around in the barn, all that. That's just uh, dope, bro. I don't know. Like, bro, nah, no, you're giving me bro. goosebumps, bro. Let's not talk about it. I don't, I don't believe in that shit. Yeah, you don't believe in that shit. Oh man, it's, I seen it's dope, bro. I don't know. Is it? It's, you know, I believe in aliens before I believe in ghosts. And For real? Mm. I don't know. I feel yeah, like y'all never had like close encounters with shit. Yeah. I've, like, I, I've, I've had I've had multiple, so like you feel me. I don't, I don't stay I don't, away I don't, from me. I don't believe. <laughs> I don't believe, nor do I disbelieve. You know what I'm saying? Nah, I haven't so, had nothing. So my my mom, right? I can think of. She's she's like, like she'll see people before they die. Like they they'll go and visit her. Like either she w- she was one day out washing some dishes and stuff, and then she saw her aunt like outside, just like looking at her. Not trying to be creepy and stuff, but like you know just. Gave her like that. that. Scare me. Nah, it's, you might have to move out, Erlen. No, no, no. It's it's Your crazy. Mom knows I, what I look nah. like now. I'll Like she saw her, and then the next morning she got the call. Like, oh, um, she yeah, passed away. Damn. And then it's like another one. Um, it's she energy. saw uh, yeah, man, uh, her uncle too. And then right there, like um, she was in bed, and like she felt like somebody just like touched her feet, and then like a voice, just like his voice, and then boom, right there, like. It, it, it's just crazy like that's I feel like I hear stories a lot is like, uh, like that and like in DR especially like yeah. my uncles and shit they talk about that shit happening out there all the time like energy and shit heard like a lot said, of those man, stories you, you can't believe nor disbelieve I'm gonna be real which I definitely disbelieve sorry there's a lot of shit out there in the world bro. until it happens and like yeah, you see it like, happens to yeah, me yeah, I can't yeah. be, I don't I believe listen maybe it'll happen after this you know why I believe in aliens you know why I believe in aliens you ever look at a giraffe that's an alien, bro. I said a giraffe is an alien, bro. A giraffe is very special because it's like, what the fuck what the is that is thing, on? bro? <laughs> <laughs> think about it, everybody out there. Think about it. A giraffe is a fucking alien. That's just weird as fuck. Why the yeah. hell is it so tall? Why is it, but yeah, why is the body like that? <laughs> why does it? Yo. Why does its nose that way? It's just an alien, bro. It's true. It's true. We never really thought about it. We make it look cute and shit as kids. Gir- this is a giraffe right here. Pause. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. Bro. Yo, I like that. I never really thought about that. To I be honest, I believe in aliens, man. I believe. A- I believe I'm an alien. I believe our animals are aliens. I definitely, I definitely believe them. I, that I would say more like I agree with that sentiment more than ghosts per se. 
But well, not not the whole. It's just not ghosts. It's just energy, bro. It's energy. Yeah, paranormal. You know, it's mm-hmm. just energy. It's not specifically like ghosts or like you know shit like that. It's just energy. I think the closest that I do get to believe it is that I do feel that like there's radio cosmetic feels in our earth i definitely believe there's that. shit that makes yeah. you feel uncomfortable or you know sick at a moment and shit like that it's just energy bro. yeah you know i believe saying? that and and like if that is afterlife then that i wonder if it's afterlife or is it like definitely for sure like another dimension yeah i think about those things it's like am i just like time you know passes so like and am i going through something right now like that's kind of cool i believe that that's true but that's a conversation for another day. Yeah. yeah we can yes. get deep into this shit. Yeah. I, like, I like talking about shit like this. Stop playing the songs the, and shit. Yeah, the conjuring just comes up. Yo. 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 You motherfuckers is talking about me. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. Also, um, speaking of the city, shout out to Daytrio and PVD Fest coming up this uh, month. Well, by the time you guys hear this, uh, I think it's going to be June. Yeah, by I think Wednesday is June 1st. Or? Yeah, it's like the 26th. Yep, yeah, Wednesday yeah. is June 1st. Wednesday June 1st. So, um, yeah, man, it's going to be a bubbling summer in Providence, Rhode Island, Yo, especially sh- coming sh- off of the pandemic and everything yeah, coming yeah, back yeah, to normal. Yeah, yeah. Shout out sure. to Yellow Cup, too, man. Oh, Yellow Cup weekend coming up as Yo. well. Jeez. Yeah, shout out to everybody doing their thing, man. Um, Specifically in June, they got that date already sold out. Shout out to Nasty and Stay Silent, you know, per usual doing their thing. I think there might be another one. Um, I don't know if I'm... Damn, breaking ready. news wow. or whatever but Dang. it might be another one around just, august just, just saying guys just said something you probably should have yeah it might be <laughs> expose the private emails Yo, you're, you're banned from Yo. the second one El, also, <laughs> speaking of pvd fest we're going to be talking at the spark up pvd um podcast stage oh, fire what the fuck yeah oh, i think at dope. 3 p.m on june 10th we'll, we'll discuss it and promote it more especially i think by yeah because next podcast we can still discuss it and it'll still be before um, but yeah, that's gonna be exciting. Shout out to Christina and yeah. Ruben. What's up? Yeah, shout out to them. They've been doing it for a long time. Zendaya, Jocelyn, and Rema. A lot of people um coming to the city and I think they've they've already came, but they're coming back again. I, I'm hearing this summer. Oh yeah, um, Netflix is back in town. <laughs> yeah, they're right across from us at Revival. Oh wow. Yeah, they their headquarters is there. Yeah, they're a pain in the ass though. Damn. Yeah. the, the, the uh, it's like uh just for jobs and stuff, regular? Well, they take over like the other side of where we are mm. because it's all like little office spaces over there. Um, it, but they just like rent the whole space out. Wow. So they'll just take a good section of it and they're just operations there. They drop off all their trailers and shit in that area. Wow. It's fucking the big ass operation. They take, mm. over, they take over the whole entire street. It's annoying. Listen. This city is only growing more and more. Like people are really investing time and energy, and companies are coming here and doing their thing. And you we're know, getting, we're getting we're getting the much love that we deserve. You know, yeah. people are yeah. coming in here seeing I seeing the shit pop. Providence on the fucking ride. Shout out to Zendaya, Jocelyn, Rema, uh, and Jocelyn. We saw that today. She was doing her thing at the show, showing her titties. I was like, whoa! I didn't was know it? it was this. Where, where was it? It? Yeah, but I think it wasn't here. There was rumors that it happened here when she came here. In your yeah. in your office? Oh no, shit! No, 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 no. <laughs> oh shit! No, no, no. We would have been viral. <laughs> uh, the Puerto Rican princess, you know, would have blessed us with her presence. But yeah, um, supposedly just for eighty five dollars, you could go and see her titties. So yeah, because she's gonna flash. She was like guaranteed per show. She where at show her clubs at the stuff. arcade. <laughs> <laughs> like, where is this happening? <laughs> 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 is this yeah. happening at Coliseum? Where? <laughs> <laughs> 
you Tell go pay me. the 85 record and then show me for free you know what i'm saying oh, i'm not paying 85 to go. <laughs> oh just, my it's god it's bad bro not for 85 i want to hear them come on bro i want to hear those 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 hit records i play live what Fam, I pay forty at the strip club <laughs> for a dance. <laughs> What's an extra forty five dollars? You're just seeing them. You're not getting anything. Yeah, you're not. You're not feeling. No, but that's a strip club too. Strip club. You can't touch a strip club, right? No. You can't touch a strip club. No, but you can't touch at the strip club. You can't touch. Can't touch it. No, that's like illegal. They can only touch you. Yeah. You still gotta give them the money, bro. She's touching you though. Yeah, but you're just seeing. Listen, I that forty, that forty at a strip club can turn to four hundred real quick. It does exactly. <laughs> I was twenty one. <laughs> Let me tell you, yo, I had three hundred dollars to my name by the t- <laughs> by fifteen minutes in, Dunzo. <laughs> oh my god, oh, I don't Listen. know eighty five dollars for those titties though. Nah, I'm, I'm Listen. all set. Those hit records though. <laughs> she got some hit records. I I got I should have seen it. Kuji Kuji hit me, yo. Why is she doing she that in Rhode a, Island? She got to sell the ticket. That's the only way. Listen, man. Um, Damn, it's amazing. Doja Cat got to talk. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, man. Doja Cat's coming down from something. What's going on with you? <laughs> Don't talk to Doja Cat. She's gonna f- help you figure it out. She's figuring yo. it out. That's a fact. Of Doja she went for I'm a rap and is really rapping on motherfuckers. Yeah, but then she won. Uh, Billboard Award for R&B Artist of the Year. So it's like, what's going on here? Topic for another day. Oh, wow. I'll go into a whole fucking rant. Yo, um, I'm a, I'm a <laughs> whoopsie in here when you do that. <laughs> Yo, I'm just going to pop up. I'm going to phase through the wall like a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm back. Yo. <laughs> Y'all talking about this shit right now? Yeah. Jesus, bro. That shit, that shit was crazy. But um, moving on. Two topics. Uh, the last topics of Rhode Island, local Rhode Island related, but at the same time, they're major topics that coincide with everything happening in culture right now so first we'll start with the happy news celtics are in the finals as of last night the celtics are in the nba finals eastern conference champions first time since 2000 well i want to say it's been a while it's been a while um i don't think it feels like it's been more i don't think it's 12 it might be 14 14 maybe it's been a while we want, well, should we look it up? Let's look it up because we're gonna. Google, I'm about to look mad stupid because I don't know nothing about sports. So why did I open up my big ass fucking mouth? Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna come back to this. And Let's be like see. 2009, bro. We were both wrong. I think out of like the the all the finals that has happened, the Celtics has been there the most. Like, that's, they've been oh yeah, they're, they're like the most half, winning team half of the time. Though, like, it's it's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, we've always had a good team. Yeah, so far. They won their last title in 2008. Um. The Eastern Conference one is not popping up, but the last title, 2008. If they were to win this year, um, that was gonna be that would be crazy. With a f- with now a matured freshman team that they've had, yeah, that's crazy. Horford, I just found out today yeah. that he's gonna be the first Dominican to ever go to the NBA the? Finals ever. First wow. Dominican basketball player ever. Al Horford, shout out to Al Horford. Damn, very very dope. underrated um presence. I feel like I've always acknowledged that he's Dominican and always like paid attention to him biasly just because of that because like yo this guy's nice but it's like yo he's dominican like i'm always like rooting for him and now we have obviously um cat he's dominican as well um car anthony thomas or towns, towns. my bad um he's dominican as well he plays for the Timberwolves. timberwolves um yeah but is he from oh is he from where he's dominican he's dominican oh where uh where from he's uh you know no i don't know what specifically but I know he's also very close with I know with cousin Stiz and Tim Tim Larue and them he's oh, very shit. they're very close to him, 
So, yeah, shout out to Carl, Anthony Towns. But, yeah, he's Dominican, and he's blowing up in the league. But, yeah, R. Horford, the first Dominican basketball player to ever make it to the NBA Finals. And if he wins, if they win, that's going to be another fucking historical part of Dominican history right there in sports. Yo, this is very Dominican of us to have such a Dominican conversation <laughs> about so many great things that are happening today Listen. to Dominicans. De lo mio. Yo, for real, La Broa is in this, the La Broa spirit in here. is in this place right here. Chimis and... <laughs> <laughs> I can smell the, the, the Mayu ketchup. <laughs> Damn. Damn, I smell the Mayu ketchup through the walls right now. And all of the angry grandmas with Vaporu oh, are in this space God. right now. <laughs> <laughs> Donya! Yo, yo, that video was funny though that I posted uh, Jalen Brown was like... um. Yo soy dominicano también, uh, de lo mío. Blah, blah. I'm like, yo, this is, and it just shows like the camaraderie they have and the love for each other. And it's like, and at the same time, you might, you might be Jalen Brown. You might have to do some Google, some, some facts, some, check your background. Yeah, you look, you look Dominican too. Do you know how important it was to me when Fabulous came out? It was like, I'm Dominican. And I was like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> Bro, I learned last week that Jim Jones is half Puerto Rican. Yeah, I didn't even I know. Yeah, I, I didn't even know. Before Balling, I think it came out as like some sort of tidbit because Fab did it. So it was like everybody was like, "Oh yeah, I'm actually too." Wow! Because you had the Nori Ray, the the Nori Ager, Yeah, Nori, like Nori, definitely coming out at that time. It was like big Lumi D. Everybody wanted to be Spanish. Cause yeah, it was the thing. It was a thing to do. But yeah, I learned that last week because Fat Joe did a new interview with Matt Hoffa. I saw it, and he was spazzing like about about all the Spanish rappers, and he mentioned Jim Jones. I'm like, what the fuck? Jim Jones half Puerto Rican, and then Jim Jones mentioned it uh, yesterday in his new interview too with uh, Million Dollars Worth of Game. Oh, shit. So and he's dropping a Spanish album. Jim Jones, I think it's called Broken Spanglish. It drops this year. He has songs with Rochi, like all of them bow artists like are, that are popping. He went out to the DR and he has music videos and everything coming. I'm like, this guy might blow up. Like Bro. again. Like his his he is another person that age is not a nothing but a number. Jadakiss can have it. He sure can. Yeah. That's crazy. But um, yeah, Butler, Jimmy Butler last night. I don't know what the fuck happened with that three point shot. He could have literally tied the game if he were to just either fake it, go to the rim, maybe get the foul. He tried to win the game. Yeah. There was like I think ten seconds left, I want to say, or eleven seconds left, and he really like. Obviously, I want the Celtics to be in the finals, but I definitely wanted to like maybe get a quick overtime if we're to tie it. And at the same time, I, I like sometimes like my I have no dog in the game? race. You bet money. Yeah, on not, this game? that's my thing. <laughs> I didn't put money, and I also don't have really like a dog in the race because I'm very like a huge like LeBron fan, and I really have. Like from a young age, follow him like wherever he goes in his career. I feel like people need to be more LeBron fans because he deserves it. Man, he's an incredible yeah, human yeah. being. Like the best, the like yeah. yeah, the best like basketball player on and off the court. Like Absolutely. the stuff he's done is incredible. And aside from that, is just like these players switch teams all the time. So if you like, you idolize a team, it's like they're not paying you to idolize them. So just fuck with the f- players that you fuck with, right? And I was a huge fan of obviously the big three, but then they broke up the big three: KG, Ray Allen, Rondo, the Paul Pierce. That all was a Moment in time, historic to look back at, but we haven't had that. So now it's kind of bubbling up again. And biasly, it's like I want to root for them because it's New England. You know, you want to see New England get some good news. But, um, yeah, that would have been crazy if Butler would have hit that shot last night. I was watching that shit live. I was like, oh, my God, going crazy because they were down. They came back up. But um, I don't think the the Celtics are going to win the championship. I don't know. I feel like the Warriors are too good. Like the Warriors. We got a chance. They have a chance. That's the thing. I feel like that Anything is possible. It was a better chance than the Heat for sure. Sure. Like, exactly. I don't think the they're going to get swept. The Heat would have gotten their ass yeah, swept. Well, because yeah. they're, on, they're an unhealthy team. Yes. Yeah. Like, pound for pound, they're an unhealthy team. So the, the, the Especially Miami. the main star, Butler. Yeah. Miami is, is a force to be reckoned with, but they're just unhealthy. Yeah. Yeah. So shout out to the, all the NBA fans. Um, 
It's going to be exciting. I think this Thursday, the NBA finals are fucking here. That's crazy. Time flies by. Yeah, and, we're b- and we're back Ready finally on a, like, a regular schedule. Yeah. yeah. Quincy <laughs> fucked it up. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, also, local presence, uh, police presence at the schools of Rhode Island has increased. Specifically, there was an incident at Nathaniel Green Middle School where a gun was reported. Um, and there was a dismissal situation. Parents weren't able to see their children, and there was a lot of confusion, a lot of traffic. But that, I guess, now has been um, disapproved. There was no gun. There was nothing. But this has obviously come off the heels of the shooting that has happened in Texas. Um, but to quickly address, obviously, the local situation, uh, thankfully, everything's okay. That was crazy. I think Marlon tweet, uh, texted us, and then I looked it up on Twitter, yeah. and it was confirmed. Nah, my niece used to go there. Oh. She used to go there, but she transferred out of there. Um, my mom has a cousin or a friend that she has a daughter that goes there. Not only that, my mom was like a block away. Yeah, that's yeah, where yeah, my brother same. lives. My brother lives a block away. Mm-hmm. So, like, she knew all about that oh, shit. And then I live in that area, too. Yeah, my friend, she works at the VA, so she saw it as well, and she told me. And I was like, yo, like, I'm trying to figure out what the fuck is going on, you know what I'm saying? My mom told me other things different. Oh, from yeah, there's, there's like a, yeah, there's, I saw that online, on the too. media... No, let's There's some stuff that's it. not being covered, yeah. I guess, or like confusing. Um, trying to cover it up, I guess. Yeah. Was it Friday or when? No, this was um. Uh, yeah, Friday. Was it Friday? Oh yeah, cause yeah, I think Friday, cause it was the last day of the week or no, Thursday. Thursday, 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 Thursday. Thursday. Yeah, but that shit was scary, cause obviously the news that happened on Tuesday, and everyone's tense right now because of what's happening and what because of what happened. But prior to this situation that happened at the school, obviously we had the incident that happened where the motherfucker went into the fucking grocery store, and then now that was an 18-year-old shooter as well. Now we have another 18-year-old shooter. Obviously, pretty sure everyone knows by now, but for those who don't know, Salvador Ramos, identified as the gunman who stormed Robb Elementary on that Tuesday with an assault rifle, tactical vest, barricaded himself in classrooms with um, children, next door to the children, opened fire, authorities said. Um, Responding officers eventually entered the room, and Border Patrol officer fatally shot him. Um, but this man killed 19 kids and two teachers at this Texas elementary school in Uvalde, Texas. Um, his grandmother just survived, right? She's like... Oh, they're saying that? Because she was hospitalized after, right? And they're saying now that she's uh, there, surviving? There's, there's a lot of shit coming out right now when it comes down to that case. That's crazy. No, I know that. But specifically, so sh- you're saying that that's like new yeah, I think that with ha- the grandmother? Happened, I think that happened today. Okay. Because I was going to say like the grandmother that he shot her beforehand... But yeah. I thought she he killed her, but I guess she was hospitalized. That's and, uh, what they were saying. Yeah, she was hospitalized, yeah. and they're trying to cover s- shit up. Seems like, Bro, seems like especially the local survive. police. There's a lot of shady shit that they're covering up when it comes down to this case. Yeah, I mean it's sad. There's the simple fact that, for example, he fucking was 18 years old on his birthday, where he literally turned 18. A uh, week prior, he went and bought two assault rifles, and a bunch of ammo, scores of ammo. They're saying. So the simple fact that I think, in my opinion, when he came to even make this possible like this this kid was able to do this so easily especially in texas because for those who don't know rhode island is very uh simple to get a gun especially if you just want to go to the process of getting it now if you want to legally carry it everywhere in texas you can it's a bigger carry no no yeah definitely in texas is different but for rhode island um not an ar but yeah but in rhode island if you want to carry it everywhere you gotta go through the train it's like a it's like a more rigorous situation but if you want to just get your blue card as they call it uh it's a simple multiple choice test. You fail it one time, you can go back and do it again. And if you fail it the first time, you're not going to fail it the second time because you're already going to know it. It's pretty simple. Um, 
I went through the whole process and I eventually want to do some sort of actual content, like a video of like how to get a gun in Rhode Island on some neutral shit where it's like it shows you for those who want to know. And at the same time, it shows you the hypocrisy (laughs) of like how simple this shit is and why it should be more rigorous because we're living in a country right now where you can get a gun at an easier degree. Yeah. At an easier (laughs) and faster rate than you can buy a fucking bottle of liquor um, that you can fucking get a driver's license and that you can like so many things in this country, like so more simpler than going to get a gun, especially a lot of states, you know, because there might be some states that are more stricter. But at the end of the day, majority is like you can get a gun and that's illegally. If we're talking about legally, because obviously legally you can do your thing however yeah. you want to do it. But legally to get a gun, there needs to be more background checks, more things. No one's saying like, oh, ban all guns. Some people might feel that way. I'm not specifically saying that. I think the energy right now in general, everywhere, people feel like both sides politically because this has unfortunately become a political situation need to come to uh actual meeting a middle ground where it's like we need to create a more rigorous situation where not anyone like this 18 year old and the previous 18 year old can get firearms let alone hold tactical gear as if they're going into a fucking war and actually end up killing all these fucking people and all these kids you know and it's very scary like God forbid, especially to me now as a father, I was like, damn, all these kids are just like losing their lives. And God forbid that happens to me. It's like, how am I going to react? And then you saw how some one of them reacted. Like one of the parents, uh, I think the partner of one of the teachers uh, had a heart attack because he was so sad. Like he wasn't sleeping. He had a heart attack. The the, the wife, the husband of the teacher. The husband of the teacher yeah, had yeah. a heart attack. He died of a, of a broken heart. Like he was sad. Yeah. It, yeah. Man. And it's like, you can't even like. You can't even really make that. That shit is so fucking like, it's crazy. And obviously they raised a lot of money. God bless. A lot of money got raised. The GoFundMe, like a, a lot of people went crazy with that, blowing it up. God bless them. You know, I hope they get a lot of, a lot of, you know, financial. Those, cause it's four kids they left behind. They were together for 25 years. They left four kids now with no parents. Mm. And, you know, it, it's just sucks all the way around. And, it's because this fucking kid, Salvador Ramos, decided to do this. And it wasn't even his school. Because at first you hear this and it's like, oh, people go and shoot up their school that they maybe got bullied at. We see it all the time, you know. This is completely just... This is a completely yeah. like, random school that he just picked. And, like, he yeah. wanted to feel more superior than... And he's like, oh, I'm going to fuck, fucking kill these kids. Elementary school. Elementary kids. Like, that's... Babies still pretty much say they, they don't know what... Bro, it can't get worse than that. Their, their, biggest, their biggest sin has probably been, like, stealing candy. Very innocent souls that have nothing, you know, done nothing, might not even swore yet. Like they haven't, they haven't, they don't know what potential is. Like they're just, they're just here on earth having fun. Just existing. Just existing. And then this man just removed their existence completely. And it's fucking devastating. It's it's fucking devastating. more sick, bro. The fact that this motherfucker's out there idolizing his shit and trying to start like cults and shit. The one. That's always going to happen because that's always happening. I didn't even see that. The one who did. uh, Sick. The one who did the market, the marketplace um, shooting, he pleaded not guilty. Like that's oh, yeah, how that. that's how fucking sick like these dudes are. Like he he really yeah, he said, thinks like, he's justified in like his situation and like fucking like how know, the fuck bro. you think you gonna win that, bro? Yeah, bro, what you live stream? And he survived. Ask me that's that question thing. one more time. Bro. <laughs> Ask me that question one more time, please. <laughs> no, that that would never happen. Especially because like, I think he killed. On, it's not gonna happen, guys. <laughs> 
Can we stop acting as if it might happen. better, like, worser people haven't gotten away? No, that's true. But I think with this situation more, I, I would say this one, because he killed a, a cop. So I, don't, it was like, I don't trust it until I see it. Yeah, but I think because he killed a I cop inside. That. I think it was, like, a either off-duty or retired cop. He was, retired, he was off-duty. Retired. But when you kill, off-duty? yeah. But when you kill a cop, retired. it's like, that's when they care. Sure. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's when they become, like, even more biasedly, like, oh, wait, it's one of ours. Unfortunately, it takes that. Or you kill a dog. Like, it's like weird things with this fucking country. Like, you got to, like, either do one of the, these things for it to actually be seen yeah. as the obvious that it, we see it as, as actual there civilians. Are, there are worse things that people get a slap on the wrist for. Yeah. But it's, it's, fucking, it's fucking crazy, man. Like, we really, I think it was the day after we left here. The morning after we left here and that fucking news broke. I was like, yeah. God damn. Like, and it, at first it was 14 and the number rose to 19 kids. And... It was one teacher, and I was two teachers, and it's like, man. Every day it got worse because then the husband died on the like the third day, yeah, or something like that. And then it just the numbers the numbers fluctuated as like the the, within like three days they fluctuated. It went from like we think it's twelve, and it was like fourteen. There's some there's some I've seen some things right now, man, that they keep coming up when it comes to stories about this shit, like about cops not doing shit for like a good amount of time. Parents actually fucking saying fuck the cops, jumping over fences yeah. to go get their kids and shit like that. Oh yeah, I heard parents, that. Parents, bro, unarmed and shit like that, going inside to yeah. save their kids, and the fucking cops is just posted up outside. Yeah, I heard there was armed parents, like literally, because in Texas, there obviously, everyone has um, yeah, you know, firearms. Like it's so easy to get. A lot of people that out there have it, you know, and it's like the irony Come in on, that bro, as well, like, because there's parents there ready to go in, but then these cops, you know, they were hesitant to go in. It's like obviously to us it's like a no-brainer like bro like if you are a cop this elementary school you're here and there's a shooting obviously barge the fuck in and like you do your job right but then there's reports now that there was a lot of misinformation that what they gave in the first press conference a lot of it has now been proven to be misinformation incorrect specifically the things that came out of the governor's mouth and the governor himself fucking abbott is looking crazy saying a lot of wild shit just seeming like he's lacking some sort of remorse i don't know what's going on with the uh politicians of texas but there needs to be fucking change ted cruz as well like everyone over there in texas is just like off the hinges and like they've always kind of been like you see sights of it but now it's almost like they're showing the true colors because he literally got quoted saying um specifically which fucking baffled me he was like to just i guess calm people down it was like oh, it could have been worse like we got yeah, it could have been crazy. worse guys like we it's like bro how what are you saying how worse is this and it's like, obviously, he could that kid could have killed everyone on earth. Like, if you want to say that's, that's worse, but it's like, what are you? Why God that now? Bad. What are, are you we, saying? Are we weighing, are we weighing evil yeah, right like, now, bro? Like, are we, are we measuring evil? evil? Like, what are we? Gonna, he he wasn't Hitler, guys. The fuck? What are you saying? Like, what are we comparing? Like, there's, obviously, there's like, like, what is this? Like, just that's not what you say, especially if you're the governor. People are looking at you for some sort of like guidance and some sort of answers and you give them that it's like some bro we, we could be better in your position than you it's like what's going on but time would tell what's gonna happen there i think change for some reason we saw the steve kerr you guys saw the steve kerr uh speech the nba coach the yeah. Warriors. yeah yeah absolutely. and a lot of similar situations a lot of people are speaking out i hope and pray i feel like there's gonna be something that's gonna happen even though we've been through this already and nothing's happened but I feel hopeful for some reason, like legally something's going to have to happen because this is pathetic. Like, and it, both sides feel this way. Like this is, it's like, a, it's like a, uh, what's it called? Non, 
nonpartisan. I don't know these fucking political terms, yeah. but it's um, it's like non-partisan. both uh, nonpartisan, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I got it. You know, thanks. I, I knew I had it some, somewhat. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but Can you put like. Like powers <laughs> coming in like flags, <laughs> like, like, like Dominican power. Yeah, the Dominican twins. Platinum power. <laughs> I used to hate Platinum power. It felt right. racist to me at first. I was like, "What is this?" Nah, but it's like the greatest thing that yeah. ever happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> Probably because I don't. I like Platinum, but not um. Watch, watch. I like thy the Maduro. Tongue, I like the Maduro. Like I don't like um. What? I don't like that tostones much. What? Bro, yeah, I'm not Dominican and I love that shit. Yo, yeah. the, the best like thing it. is that he said it in the best Dominican Boston accent ever. He goes, "Nah, you're wildin', bro." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I like I like flavor. Wow, like I don't like yuca. I don't like yuca. Damn, oh, nah, what, you, what are you gonna tell me next? Is you don't eat bacalao? Yeah, hey, uh, that's too much flavor. <laughs> <laughs> that shit stinks. God bless. But um, aguacate, yeah. You like no, I love aguacate, bro. Aguacate is that's every race. Bacalao, anybody? I'm gonna be honest with you. I've never had it. I'm open though. It's fish. It's fish. But I, it's I, fish. I, 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 me, I love smelly my fish. My mom or grandma makes I, it. I grew up with Dominicans. The owners of my house, I lived with them for like ten plus years. Then my second parents. Got you. You feel me? They yeah. blessed me with the platano. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yo. Was like, platano, platano, y maduro, maduro. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> also, moving on to another death, unfortunate death. Um, this is interesting. So, Indian rapper turned politician, Sidhu uh, Moose, voila. If I'm mispronouncing that, forgive me in the comments down below, especially all the uh, Indian uh, Punjabi fans, because this is this is basically like the biggest like Indian rapper, right? This man has been killed. Police are searching for the killers of the prominent Indian rapper turned politician Sidhu Muswala, who was shot by unidentified assailants while driving near his home in the Mansa district of India's Punjab state on Sunday. The 28-year-old singer, whose real name is Shubdeep Singh Sidhu sustained a bullet injury and was taken to the hospital where he was confirmed dead. Punjab police chief Kumar told reporters um, there was 30 empty cases around the crime scene. God damn, they really wanted to kill this man. But it seems to be tied into a political situation. Obviously, I'm not up to speed with the Indian politics, uh, Punjab politics. So please comment down below if you guys are a fan of him as a rapper. I definitely wanted to cover it, though, because a lot of people were posting it. Even Drake posted it. And uh, when you do your research, it's because he deserves to be spoken about, especially, unfortunately, at the time now. But in general, he passed away. But it's like now we have to definitely, if you weren't up uh, up to speed on him, definitely do your research. Bro, his videos have like hundreds of millions of views, like every video, every song. Without a music video, like it'll just be the, the audio only. Hmm. And I'm like, damn, this guy's huge. Like, I never knew. I, it's like I never heard of him. This is amazing. Because the aventura, of the aventura of fucking uh Punjabi. Indian Indian rap and like his shit was hard. Like it was really hard. His videos were hard. Like he had like his fits and he still had like his whole, you know, uh, another thing. Sorry, I'm mispronouncing it, but it's like a turban. Like the whole situation, like. Very representing of his actual yeah, yeah, culture, yeah. hard yeah. without changing his image and still having dope aesthetics. And I'm like, damn, this guy was one of those ones, you know, similar to what we got when we get into like the UK rap and that whole scene. It reminded me of that, um, the Italian dr- uh, drill scene that's blowing up right now. So shout out, shout out to him and his fans, um, Muswala's fans, um, prayers to his R-R-P. family. 28 years old, young, young um, rapper has 28? passed away. 28 years old. Damn. Yep, 28 years old. Um, Damn, that's dope. That's crazy. And the fact that he was murdered like that, like, bro, mm-hmm. India's going crazy. Like, people are really going, that's, like, the biggest news story out there right now. And I'm I'm trying to compare out here to, like, because if you look at the type of range that he had and the reach, 
It was all like on like on some like probably like Drake shit. Like if Drake got forbid, like that's how it feels. Like when you look at his stats yeah, yeah. and his impact in India. So God bless. You know, rest in peace to him. Um, unfortunate death. Um, also another death. Rest in peace, Ray Liotta, one of my favorite actors of all time. Good fellas. Um, Henry, Henry. Uh, damn, what's the character? Henry, Henry Hill. I think Henry Hill from The Goodfellas. He played. Um, I never got too too into it. So I, I mean, I know his really. Face. Yeah, I never. You never I, watched Goodfellas? Nah. You gotta watch this shit tonight. Bro, that's my favorite movie of all time. I think I did, and I just don't remember it. But Bro, I, I, I just know his face because he's like, like iconic 90s Classic. he 90s. was modeling recently i think like two years ago for ronnie feig and um i think kit and stuff like he has some modeling oh, i was like oh shit he died in his sleep yeah died in his sleep in yeah. dr yeah in dr bro Damn, this on episode set. is straight dominican vibes <laughs> yeah bro in dr on set of a movie my mom's gonna be like the yo 67 years old he woke up dead um very wild and i'm like what in dr like what the hell at first i was like hopefully this is not like there's so many stories that happen at the resorts and stuff mm. especially in um punta cana and stuff that they there's a lot of druggings etc they get their self tied up tourists yeah they have and been. shit it happens all the time all the time um and like recently it's been like wild yeah yeah there's yeah, a big rising of that but this wasn't this doesn't seem to be that type of case but rest in peace ray Liotta, um legendary actor he worked with Martin Scorsese, one of the best directors, if not the best director of all time, with Goodfellas, and a lot of people wanted him to work again. They haven't, and now, unfortunately, they won't. You know, and people were like waiting for that moment, especially in the uh, film industry. Like, when will that happen? Like, it was blah, blah, blah. like it was almost like gearing up for it because Ray Liotta was kind of saying like, "Oh, I have nothing against him. Like, just reach out to him. We can maybe make it happen." And you know, we won't get that. But he was also part of a lot of historical cameos and stuff throughout the culture he was, just, he was an iconic like main face ca- main, yeah it was an iconic face yeah. main character and like you know support characters and ev- everything that he's ever played yeah his man. face his his acting was always like it's just a, a, a household staple so rest in peace ray Liotta, man um unfortunate death right there um moving on also let's talk about this news that we spoke about when it happened so for those who don't know isaiah rashad td rapper there was a sex tape that got leaked and revealed to the world what he has now confirmed, you know. Well, specifically, he's saying that he's sexually fluid. I posted the clip. Um, you did. And it went viral. The clip I posted on Twitter went viral. I got posted on a bunch of articles. I still get, like, notifications that I got posted on a new article, new article, new article. And rightfully so, I clipped it up where it showed, like, his full breakdown of his situation where he's saying this is recent. He recently um, found this out about himself. He's in a relationship. He's monogamous. He's with a girl. Um, and Joe Budden also, because it was a Joe Budden interview, obviously, let me give him his prop shot to Joe Budden. He interviewed him, which was dope as well. I'm like, yo, he's interviewing, he's getting interviewed by Joe Budden. And in the promotion of it, you see the videos where it's like they're laughing and they're having a good time in the promotion. And they also had like a like a gay joke, literally like a gay joke. He was like, um, you picked the Lakers. Like something you picked the Lakers for the to win the championship this year, and then Isaiah Rashad was like, "Don't put that in my mouth. Don't put." And then he was like, "Oh, pause, blah blah blah." And they had this whole like moment laughing, and Joe Budden was like blushing, and it was like this whole funny situation. And I'm like, okay, this is gonna show that the human side of this. This is not gonna be like a uh, let's have a serious yeah, talk, like, like a 2020 20 or yeah, yeah. 60 minutes where Isaiah yeah. Rashad. 
are yeah. you gay? Like it's like no, this is like a what fun. What do you think this means to the gay community? Yeah, like man. are you gonna be a symbol now for? Are you gonna wave the flag for the LGBTQ of rap? Like no, no, no. You are, you're the like hundred and fiftieth thousandth person that has <laughs> come out. Yeah, like this is in not. the world in the year in the twenty second century. Yeah, are you gonna change the male egos of hip hop? Finally, so will will you be the 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 actual? You know, spokesperson. Spokesperson now. Damn, are we not over it yet? Yeah. Guys, people like each other. Yeah. It's really not that big of a deal. Yeah. And the fact that he <laughs> said it, he said <laughs> it like he's sexually fluid. And it's like he just is attracted to like whatever. And then some people felt like just say you're gay. But it's like, bro, he's with a girl. Like he's in a relationship. He's just basically alluded to like having some sort of open relationship where they're both into that thing. Uh, they're both sexually fluid. He said that his his um girl is as well, and she taught him more about it. And they're both getting comfortable with it. I hey, think I think it's trash that somebody else told his story before he before he could tell it. When exactly. He was comfortable. I think that's, that's the trashiest trash. thing. That's the trashiest thing because in the clips I also cut up, he said where he literally crashed his car. Like that was his version of trying to kill myself. I'm gonna crash my car. I survived my crashing. What am I doing? Let me go back and talk to my family. Stupid. That's crazy, bro. Because he was like, why is this like, okay, this is me, but why is this, why is this being leaked? And he, he knows. He says he knows who it was. He's not going to do nothing legally, which I think he should, but Absolutely to each their own. Should, yo. that's, that's yeah, bro, swag. I would have been like, what the hell? Yo, right. you, you, Isaiah, you had mental problems, man, because yeah, of bro. this. This is whack, bro. They you literally said, try to kill yourself. Yeah, somebody caused you harm because they thought it was whatever the fuck that is that they thought. To put your business out there. Oh, whack. come on, man. Yeah, whack. Yeah. That's whack. It's whack. It's whack. But the, the interview, man, he really opened up. Like, he talked about everything. Like, he even he even talked about, because in the video, he calls himself, or he makes the gentleman, I think all of them call him Showtime. Like, he has, like, a nickname, like a sexual nickname and shit. And then Joe Budden asked him, like, yo, where'd that come from? And he was dying. He was like, oh, it's just like. It's just like it was entertainment. Like it's just my thing and shit thing to do. But I was like shocked that he even spoke about that. I was like, damn. What oh. is this thing to do? So just, I guess he just likes um. It's like uh, it was a term that he said, but it's more of like a a showmanship. Like he does, he does like a lot of showmanship with it because of the fact that he even records it. Because Joe Budden was just even questioning that, like, why do you even film it? And he was like, he just feels like very like um, like it helps him. Like it's almost like a. I don't want to misquote the guy, but it's like he films it himself and he makes them like call him Showtime. Like that's one of his like, what do people call it? I guess like a kink or yeah, like a yeah, yeah. another term. I think it's kink. 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 I guess kink. kink. Yeah. But that's one of his kinks and stuff. But it's like something so personal. I'm like, obviously got real to the world, but he didn't really have to talk about it. But he was free, free to laugh about it again. I'm like, damn. So, sound is like you, you just didn't have to tell us that. Yeah, bro, like, <laughs> you didn't have to say like why you call yourself Showtime. But I guess. Fuck it. You know, he's doing his thing. But I think it's also admirable. Like, and now, especially because he's saying he's going to put this into the music. And he's excited. Great. Great. Like, he's excited for yeah. the, he has, he already has a title for the next project and everything that he's working on. And it's going to be like a diary vibe. And like, I love him as an artist. Like, I love all his albums. Like, it's crazy. So it's like, I just can't wait for that to hear that for whatever it is. And at the same time, I'm, I'm happy he's alive and I'm happy that he's healthy. Yeah. Because to each their own, whatever they do sexually behind closed doors, you know, it happens. But unfortunately, the situation got revealed to the world. Yeah, it ain't so, nobody's business, man. Yeah, and he didn't have to really talk about it. For because sure. Frank Ocean uh, went through shit in the past. Not a text tape leak, but similar type of shit. People, rumors, etc. Hasn't really spoken about it ever to this day. 
a lot of other a lot of other artists similar situations but his situation he said in an interview he said like he felt like he needed to talk about it because he just didn't want to like not address it and it affected his family he said like his parents and like his grandfather his grandparents i guess knew about it but i think his parents didn't know but his grandparents knew they supported him especially his grandfather but then his grandfather passed away um from a stroke like two days after the leak and everything and after his grandfather told him like yo you're gonna be okay so it's all right blah blah trying to give him some advice so he's going through a lot and his grandmother going through cancer so that's another thing that cultivated and made him like crash the fucking car you know not even figuratively literally the person like this, that leaked that is trash bro trash very trash. Yeah, trash i like it's bad it's bad that it happened that way like I feel sorry for him, but it also it's like to look at the brighter side of things. Like, all right, he survived the crash. Now, now a lot of like just weight and pressure has been lifted off from him. Like, he sees that it's not affecting too much of his career. So it's like, all right, now people know who I am, really, and now I can just express myself a little more. Like, be just more. Yeah, I mean, it's know. it's twenty twenty two, man. Yeah. Shit like this, like Sucks. yeah, somebody like it, fuck though, it, bro. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. you, you like different stuff than what the norm is who gives a fuck bro do you because at the end of the day these motherfuckers ain't feeding you they're not putting on you well damn i don't know in your situation people buying your music and shit but still you know what i'm saying i still don't that's this yeah, that's it don't saying. quantify yeah, the yeah. same so it's like just do you bro like i don't, I don't yeah. like don't live for other people you know what i'm saying yeah. just do you for me for for me to answer that to to well to to like have a reply to what you said mm-hmm. um yeah, no, I, I just wish he would have never went through it at all. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Period. Yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah. nobody's it should have been nobody else's decision except his own to be able to say that when he when he wanted to. The leak is what caused all the events. Right. So, yeah, so yeah, sure. it's not like it's not a catalyst of a good day. Thank thankfully enough he, you know, sought to see the good in it. Mm-hmm. But somebody took a decision away from him. Right. And that's 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 fucked up. You could tell that person who leaked it was thinking otherwise. Yeah. It's going to ruin I feel, him. I feel the same thing. way about Pusha T and and, uh, and Drake. Like, I feel the same. Like, Trump you stuff. didn't give him the opportunity. This is rap, and I think it's the coolest fucking chess move I've ever seen in my life. Man. Yeah. <laughs> I really do, but... You are hiding a child. Yeah. And it was true. Like, you you knew his name and who? Yeah. Come on. That, that, but that's some to rap bring shit. out the blackface too, like that picture. I don't know where it came out. Like that's yeah. crazy. Yeah, yeah that's, that's some crazy. rap shit. That's some rap shit. Yeah, but still at the same time, I I feel the same way. Pusha T took a de- took a, a decision away from Drake, which is that's whack. Yeah, yeah. That's especially cool. like family wise. Yeah. yeah, that's so close. That's family, bro. Yeah. That's and that's yeah. family shit. Like for his sexuality, that's his own personal identity. Yeah. Nobody should have had the opportunity to take that away from him. That's, uh, that's crazy it's a very historical uh moment for hip-hop though to that that situation like him going through that and now because like we we just discussed it i think here where it's like is there necessarily a gay rapper etc but at the same time even if there is there's not necessarily people who rap about it necessarily or make a a project etc revealing it to the world talking more about it or at least on a major scale, there's, there probably is like some independent rappers, obviously, because if we're talking in a literal sense now, yeah, there's, there's there's rappers every day like coming up. Like, there's new rappers every day. So there's a guy early on named Leaf. Okay, Leaf. Yeah, Leaf that was huge as well. Rapper, great, great, great fucking writer. Period. Yeah. Right. Like 
who gives a fuck about what his sexual identity is like is he good at are they good at it you yeah know i mean fuck fuck all the extra shit in my opinion yeah and then of course we got um Lil Nas X today yes Lil Nas X if you don't think that he these are some bars in them joints <laughs> listen some people don't that's the thing they think yeah. he's a pop it's the same with Doja like they think they're pop and it's like but Doja be but snapping they, they both rap yeah, so it's Doja like snaps on her own hits and I think there's definitely been some lesbian rappers I said this before too on the podcast there's definitely been lesbian rappers but I think it's like in general you know how people are like they don't even like acknowledge female rappers a lot of times it's really suckish like this generation I like, think it's trash that we did and and like this is us trying to grow like it's it's whacked and now we st- we still think that there's like male rap only over here and then still our subgenre is like female Mm-hmm. Like that's what it feels like. Yeah, a lot. Still, it's like, oh yeah, she don't really rap. Yo, Koi, I can't say her name right. Koi Lee Ray. Koi Lee Ray. She's rapping too. She's yeah. snapping, and she's talking about the same stuff fellas talk about. Yeah. How about Young and May? Lil, fuck with young, yeah, young, young and May young was a May. Young and May's a gay rapper. Come and on. she's Lil Kim was talking about the same joint. Lil Kim was was rapping about threesomes with women. Yeah, mm-hmm. come on, man. This shit ain't new, bro. It's not new, but people are just acting like it's new. Yeah, acting like it's new. But Isaiah Rashad, man, once that music comes out, we're definitely here to support it, no matter what. Um, sure. I fuck with you as an artist. Shit, Big Frida. Let's not forget about Big Frida. Big Frida. I, I want to say that earlier. I swear to God, I was like, yo, Big Frida. But then I'm thinking, Big like, Frida be snapping. Big Frida's situation is like, I never really got into like her sexual identity, but. I is it is deeper than it's not just drag queen right 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 it's right deeper I think, yeah she's definitely she's definitely deeper deeper because yeah, right. she's also she's gone through the transition and everything I think she's I completed think so. it yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so but Big Frida's iconic exactly like, even the she's sound, the voice of a generation bounce, that yeah. bounce sound and stuff but then it's like if you know you know type of situation like right, so a lot of these snapping? kids a lot of these kids will never even mention her but it's like bro. She's she was literally sampled I guess for for reference she was sampled on the, the Drake song that's the most recent. Like reference Y'all people. Y'all get back now. Yeah, Y'all yeah. get back now. People can understand that more as a recent reference, but yeah, I think um yeah, Isaiah Rashad. Some people might see him as a pioneer of the situation. Whoever knows. I feel like people are kind of shaping it up that way, but there's a lot of other people. Yeah. Do your research. You know, this is not new. If people, he's not the first sexually fluid, no. and that term is kind of like. That's a more of a newer term yeah, to is. me. I'm not going to lie. At it's least him trying to say, like, yo, I like what I like. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And when you look up sexually fluid, by definition, it means, like, um, I like what I like. Basically, like, yeah. it they, doesn't matter the yeah. the gender, what day, or, like. Yeah. Sexually fluid is going with the flow. Whatever yeah, it doesn't, going it doesn't with the matter. flow. Going it's with the fluid. fluid. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter if it's a woman that tran- that, that, that um, transitioned into being a man or whatever trans. Whatever fucking appeals to him. Yeah, whatever, yeah. whatever queer that's decision it. it is that they that they have, which is the correct way to say that, that's what he yeah. likes. If he's attracted to that queer, that's what he wants. And real quick, a lot of people trashing, but there's a lot of people showing love, the majority I would say, but there's some people like trashing Joe Budden, et cetera, blah, 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 based off clips, et cetera. I would say definitely watch the full interview First of all, Isaiah Rashad could have interviewed with anyone in the world. He chose Joe Budden yeah. for a fucking reason. He was very comfortable. If you watch the full interview, you get the whole energy like, damn, these guys are friends. It makes sense. This is dope. Like, they had a great camaraderie. Um, and Joe Budden is a perfect person for that because he can bring bro. the soul out of anybody. So that's great. That's what I'm saying. Like, people want want to support the culture, but at the same time, they're going to have disdain for, like, shit from the past or hold people to their past and like or compares different situations to one another is like bro appreciate this for what it was like this is a man expressing himself 
a black man in hip-hop expressing himself to another black man in hip-hop about his sexuality is in it, front of the world. Isn't he from California? Isaiah Rashad, he's from Chattanooga, Tennessee. Tennessee, okay. Yeah, but he got signed to TD, so a lot of people oh, thought, like, you know, because everyone else in TD is basically from L.A. other than him. Um, yeah. And maybe SZA, but I'm I not sure. SZA's from somewhere. Yeah, SZA's from, SZA's I think SZA's originally from New York. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think SZA. Solana, her legal name, as Drake um, said. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, Drake said it, bro, in the rap, because he yeah, was like... Yeah, but I didn't... <laughs> pick that up? Yeah, that just got to me. Right I think now. she's Dominican. That's why I mentioned it. I think she's Dominican. Don't play with me. This is Dominican, bro. Nah, she's not Dominican. I was about to start tweaking. <laughs> <laughs> start just pulling out Yo, flags out your pockets. Real, like, where did this go? What the fuck? Not even flags, but, like, the car ones, too. Like, it's, just, <laughs> it's not even, like, the... the the Yo! Just pulled out the car ones. Like, damn, really? Oh my god! <laughs> Listen, man. Um, and other than that, um, that's pretty much it. Uh, Post Malone dropped a new album this this weekend, this Friday. Seems like ever since um Kendrick Lamar dropped, it's like no one else really like matters, right? But it's dope. At the same time, I feel like people, for example, Nicki Minaj. People don't mention Nicki. It's like Nicki was rolling out something, and she <coughs> didn't drop whatever. No more singles, but. I'm still waiting for like a Nicki album. Nikki. What happened to that? I thought she was dropping like every week. Yeah, she was gonna do like how they did the Good Friday. Stuff? She was yeah. gonna do Pink Friday, but every Friday, but I don't she know. She actually called it Pink Friday. Yeah, she was like, "Yo, this is gonna be Pink Fridays," and she was like, "You know, paying homage to that." Let me tell you, Good Friday started here in Rhode Island, yo. <sighs> Providence crazy. got crazy. history to the coolest fucking drop and the best like quality of music, like Christian Dior flow, flow, New God flow. Bro, Rhode Island, Rhode Island is great. Bro, we're cool as fuck. Crazy. <laughs> that fucking Good Friday shit yeah, is history. iconic, iconic. If the fact that she's doing something like that to tag back into what that energy was, man. I wish more people remember how what the energy was every Friday. It was like waiting for a new pair of Jordans. Yeah, and so and sometimes a lot of times it wouldn't even come on Friday. Yo, do it'll you come know, like Saturday morning or no, like. I, no, we. I think there was only one that. Oh, one. Yeah, but. Everyone since October, 1st. or for like Friday night, sometimes that's what it was, yeah. right? Instead of Friday morning, it'll exactly. be like something like at night, people be like, yeah. Oh, what time is it gonna I was be? was the one going making that shit go public, yeah. So, uh, yeah, it was every it you was, would press the button, boom, yeah. It was really cool, man. It was fucking weird, it was weird, bro. But such a great time in music, man. <laughs> such a great time in music. Could, Pressure makes diamonds, yeah. J. Cole's arguably J. Cole's one of J. Cole's verse. greatest verses from that era, man. I mean, come on, like. Yo, J. Cole is Jay-Z's child, for sure. Listen, I make the argument where I think J. Cole, especially if he, I think he's going to drop again this year. I think he's the best rapper right now. He's, Of course he is. He's having he's having such a historic moment right now. Like, he I think is he's the, the best underdog rapper right of all underdogs. They call, they called himself the middle child, and... Yo, he did a fucking he did a Marvel stunt in my opinion. This guy bridged the multiverse. <laughs> For real. And called yeah. himself the Infinity Stone. Yeah. Like I'm in the middle between all Two of this bullshit and y'all yeah. keep acting as if I'm not knocking you guys off your yeah. off your heads. Like I'm not wrapping circles around y'all. Yeah. And he's still following his dreams with the basketball shit because now he's in the Canadian basketball this is, league. This is crazy. Playing every day. What a, yo, literally what a time to be alive right now. Yeah. yeah. No, no, I love J. Cole. He's always gonna get Credit words do when it comes to me. When it comes to music, for bro, sure. Bro, come on, bro. You cannot. I used to like joke around with that, like, oh, he makes me sleep. Well, that was you, a common thing. He makes me sleep. Yeah, he makes me sleep. But that was like prior, before, like you know, before I was adult, literally. Well, like, like it was like Forest Hill Drives and shit. 
Yeah, like you Jay Z was like that for me because I I couldn't relate. I couldn't relate. You know, my I don't come from that, so I feel like J Cole's similar because I couldn't relate because to the like the college raps and like that hustle. He's so you, yeah. He's so you. He's so us. Like it's yeah. like the coolest. Like if you listen to his earlier stuff too, you can hear that he's just like. He's just himself, man. And then you see it. You know what I mean? This guy's in sweats and yeah. chilling. He'll be in New York just at a chimney truck. People, he's like, he's like little Uzi. Riding bikes. Yeah, he's like just riding bikes. Like this dude just. Being human. Yeah, he just wants to be normal. Yo, no, I love it. I love it. We're going to talk about uh, next week more of the two things that dropped this week. So the XXXTentacion documentary came out. We're going to make sure to watch it all. I'll make sure to send Marlon the link because he doesn't have Hulu, so he didn't watch it. Man, if I if I can interrupt you, like yeah, yeah, that was the coolest thing to see to be a part of that trippy red concert and last see night. All, yeah, man, and see all these kids like the DJ that was there was this kid named Jersey John, and he was Juice World's DJ. Okay, which is uh, such a cool connection to have all of them connected like that. Yeah, um, and he was just like prepared, you know. What I mean, the kid's twenty two, so he's a part of that. And was just dropping like the best triple X records and like to feel what that feels like, bro. And how these kids like attached to him and like to know that Trippy's also attached to him. Yeah, bro. Literally one of his main friends. And yeah. from that umbrella, the only one that's still going because we do have people from that time and that were friends and like around that, like Ski Master, Slump God. There's, Scott, there's people Scott. that are they're alive. Um, uh, you talking about uh, probably uh. Smoke Perp, what were you going to say? Yeah, Smoke Perp. Smoke Perp is from, from Chicago area, right? Isn't Smoke, Smoke Perp? Perp? I, think I don't know. Chicago. I know he had, like, he blew up because of Kanye, like, helping him, like, playing his Smoke songs at the Yeezy Season shows in Chicago and shit. Smoke it blew Perp up. is from Chicago, I'm pretty sure. But um, that Florida scene and that SoundCloud era, Trippy Red's, like, the top dog right now still, like, from all that because he's still out here, still doing shows. Still relevant, still dropping and, hits, and, and still he's going crazy. Owns all his shit. He's a smart businessman. Yeah, well. yeah. He signed a new deal right now. I think he signed what we said, uh, thirty million. He signed. Yeah, it was something crazy. Something crazy. Something like that. Thirty million for, I want to say three albums. It was something like that. Um, yo. So how did you get connected to him? Look at this. The interview has changed. <laughs> so we got connected to him because of similar to Is you, there where a story it's like out there people like that with the people who know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh. We've we definitely talked about it. Um. But for those who don't know, for sure, um, it was just a situation where us being ourselves, expressing our opinion on his music, it was, I want to say, A Love Letter to You 3? Yeah. I want to say the album, A Love Letter, a love letter to In You 3. The, al- the album right after Life's a Trip. The uh, Yeah, the album after Life's a Trip, which I, I think is his best. That. It was his, a reaction video, too. Yeah, right? so we did a reaction album to his follow-up album to what I think was my favorite and his best song, which was Life's a Trip. So obviously you're going to compare an, an artist's recent work to their prior work, Absolutely. like the new album to the prior album. So we were comparing it, and we are like, yo, like how are you going to drop your best album? And this one right here, it's not that great. you got a lot of work to do, et cetera. Literally speaking to him as we do in every video, like I make yep. sure to talk to the artist as if they're watching because I subliminally kind of feel like they are. In this instance, he was, and he literally DM'd the account, the main account that we had at the time, because it's taken down now. It got I, suspended. I, I still have the screenshot. I just oh. saw. It, I just saw it because I tried to. I tried to ask yeah. y'all. Yeah, it got was... suspended. The main account got suspended by Instagram. I don't know what's gonna happen with that. God, God bless. But um, yeah. <laughs> like I said, Jesus take the wheel. Yeah, Jesus take the wheel. But um, <laughs> I hope y'all get that shit back. No prayers, thank you. Um, but at that time, he communicated with us through there, sending us videos, kind of like subliminally a bit mad, like. With like he put a filter, like literally it was a black and white filter and like smoking. 
and like how you guys are not gonna like that album etc blah blah that i put my all into it this and that blah, blah blah like really hurt about it and kind of aggressive if we if if we were to look back at it but i'm someone i'm like i'm not gonna be confrontational what am i gonna be mad at this guy so i'm like bro i was like bro literally like just call me like i sent him my number or i think he sent me his and i think after he's i sent him something like that but he, he sent his first yeah, i think like facetime and shit yeah and song. he sent the wrong one i was like it's not working then he sent it again with like a changed number one letter one number changed i'm like okay we called then it worked and then we have it all documented on youtube where it's like our first interview with him was via facetime is on youtube to this day and i made sure he was cool with it like oh, yo, i'm a screen recorder are you cool and he's like yeah and we were just talking and he was venting his frustration like with us and he was like yo i watch all your videos like uh like why don't you like the album like he wanted an actual you know bird's eye view like from a fan's response, perspective yeah, yeah especially us because he was a fan of us and he would watch our videos and eventually he would let me know like he let me know in person like he would watch us all the time like and him and x would watch us like his friend group was all familiar with us and it was like so crazy like we're fans of them but meanwhile they're fans of us right and we i kind of knew that was kind of going on especially early on because our videos were like the most viewed of these artists like the trippy the exes like their reactions by us were like the most viewed especially when it came to album time like people would go to us like no matter what like they want to get our opinion yeah so i felt like their fans were like synonymous with us but Mm -hmm. then they confirmed it by communicating with us especially trippy because he could have reached out to anybody because thousands of people probably reacted to the album yeah anyone write-ups articles you know all the time but specifically us he reached out felt however he felt i handled the situation right i'm like let's talk and it cultivated to what it cultivated to now where it's like he's cool with us he he paid a lot of respect especially at that time you know he even like last time i saw him in miami he joked around with the idea of like um uh i'm gonna make an album i'm gonna just let you guys pick the songs but then it's like a joke to him but i'm like yo that that's what really i would cool. love <laughs> and not even with just him with so many fucking rappers i'm like bro please put me please on i will sequence the shit out I'll of this i'll sequence bro. you guys' albums <laughs> i'll make the album that you guys need to release do you need me to produce yeah pick, i'll do it you pick your best 15 <laughs> i'll knock it down to 10 i might knock it down to six if the rest are ass like I'll, nine, I'll, nine if you're nice yeah <laughs> yo i know how to break it down and like he would joke around with that and just being comfortable with being around us and like He's like, I remember we FaceTimed him like while driving randomly and he was like he loved us like randomly. Like, I love you guys. And I was like, Oh, That's we tight. love you, we love you back, bro. I guess, yeah, you know, like right. it was like a, a very like like full circle moment. Time. But yeah, it just shows you that it's like cool when you pass that, like, yeah, all right, you really do know I'm your friend. Like, cool, you know? Yeah, and because I would tell him to all the time, like, I I didn't care. Like, I'd be like, bro, like, we need you alive. Like, look at what happened to your friends. Like, we need you here. Like, you need to like stay here, like be take care of yourself like i would say that shit all the time like even if it would be fall on deaf ears like he might not respond to it necessarily but i feel like no one around him probably was saying that because that's why he's telling us like he loves us like he just met us but he loves us and like he's connecting with us and it's because we're telling him these things that a lot of people contrary to what he's getting yeah and it's the same with the reaction where it's like he might have so much yes men around him dick riding him and at the same time i understand it because you are from you know yeah, that's real. You're from the bottom. Here, you say it like that too. Yeah. It's dope that you don't pull no punches. No, yeah, because you come from the bottom, right? And I witnessed it first, like firsthand when we went to Miami. Like he went shopping, and all his his crew was there, and he was walking around, and they were all like puppets, like following him around. Like no one else was shopping, just him, and they're all following him around. And I'm like, 
okay, I understand what's happening here. This is the top dog, this is the leader. So there's yes men type of energy because they came from nothing to something. Millionaire guy, like this guy just signed another deal, another deal, another deal. This is Trippy Red, right? Yeah. And it's not just a name, this it's record, actual millionaire. Record, yeah. So exactly, you know, and he's actually making an imprint into the culture. And he's like, people know him not just because of clout, just because he's actually impacting people. So, and you can measure that financially, non financially, and he's, he's there. So by default, you're going to have people that, oh, you like this? Yeah, bro, I like that shit. Oh, you fuck with this? Yeah, bro. Just because he might even be paying their bills. They don't want to get cut off. They're like, if I say some shit, he might cut, cut me off. But we're coming at it where it's like, you're not helping us that, financially. Yeah. Like, bro, and we don't need it. Like, if we, yeah. we want to just fly out to you, before, like, yeah. we'll pay our own shit. Like, we got to fly out to you just to kick at some friendship. You don't got to, like, this is not no whatever. Like, we never spoke to your label. It was always directly to him. And it just cemented and proved to us that everyone's a fucking human on this earth. Like Period. these people that you play in your earbuds, you play, listen to every day. You might idolize, not you idolize. Be, you can be a fan and a friend, bro. Exactly. It gets to that point. You don't have to be this. This person doesn't have to be this like exaggerated thing. It's like same, same. It's the same idea that I have here with artists from the city. It's like, I'm friends with a lot of these guys, but damn, like I li I bump Kari as much as I can. Cause I want to listen to that shit. And like, I want to talk to him about it. I wanna, yeah. I want to bump Hill and I want to talk to him about the music. Like, yo, this was fly. How'd you, how'd you flip it and do this? And yo, what made you use this sample? Like, yeah. you can be a fan. You people, people, fan. people are have a lot of, a lot of pride and ego sometimes where they don't want to express their fanism of oh, things man. and like their fanism of small things. And that's, that's like old school mentality. Yeah. Of, um, like. Don't dick ride. It's yeah, like, it's like, yeah, nah, man, bro. You, you can't gotta... even like this shit. Like, <laughs> you can't even like it. <laughs> yeah, it's like, bro. No, you're getting paid to talk like that. Whoa, yeah. no. Damn. I wish. I might I might talk more like this if I was getting paid for that. It's not the situation, buddy. <laughs> it's like, yo, you want me to hate it, but you want me to love it and respect it, but hate it. And if it's around me, then I got to yeah. shut the fuck up and don't say no cool shit about it. Just sit there. Yeah. No, I'm telling you, bro. It's, it's crazy. But Damn. that's that's a lot of times how we connect the artists, like through just being ourselves and like they would just post us like a clip of us and not all the time it's never really like where we're dick riding it's like we might say a joke about them or like something that some people might be scared to say we just say it off the cuff where we feel comfortable and they repost us like it happened with the the, the weekend and it happened with the the sway chris lee. brown Remember and the, the sway lee situation sway yeah sway <laughs> lee i was like talking about um Sway Lee, uh, like he's like, ha I think he had trouble with his girlfriend at the time or something. And I'm like, bro, you gotta focus on the music. Like, what's going on? Like, you you like you sleeping with these girls? Like, what is going on? Blah blah blah. And there was a video literally of was it Sway or or the other one? Because the other one was the other one now is as well or like after. But at the time, Sway Lee had a specific one with this one girl, this main girl that he was going on and off with. So I was talking about that, joking about that, and there was a video that we got tagged in of one of his friends literally filming him watching us on his phone <laughs> that clip specifically of me saying that and i'm like oh okay what the fuck oh this is amazing and he was that like was laughing awesome. smiling was that after that's like and that was like i don't know what timeline it was to be honest but matter, I guess. yeah but it, it was like we were gonna link up like he was down to link up but then he's a cool kid yeah I, I can tell by the energy and stuff and everything i've seen but Fucking IG account got taken down. So. Son of a bitch. But, you know, through God's and, that's, and that's divine awesome. intervention. That's awesome that I can be, like, have, like, a transit trans, like transit highway to you in that way. Because I, I didn't know that you had that with him. Yeah. And, like, yo, I got to tour with them. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, the, the race tremor, right? 
Yeah, I yeah. got to tour with them during during Black Beatles, like during that Black Beatles era. So they were already like huge. But this is what I this is why I love this. You know what I'm saying? Because fuck, man, you you have such a different way of being able to connect with artists. Um, that'll eventually lead lead you all down the same path that I am. Like it's just it's gonna be bound to happen. Like if Raden Ortiz gets on a Bad Bunny tour, like at I'll one stay. point Complex Ambitions is gonna be on a tour. It's yeah. just that is going to culminate to that moment because you guys, your voices are so large, but it's dope to be able to sit across from all of you and be able to hear your stories and be able to say, damn, I'm also connected to that artist and like in a funny way because you sit here and you know, like, yo, you're from Rhode Island. You guys are from Rhode Island. I would be on these tours the entire time thinking like, yo, no one else is doing this. Yeah. This is nuts. I'm not supposed to be here. I'm not a rapper. Yeah. Even though I had a tape of myself and I was not one of you. Even though I had fire. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I had fire to myself. <laughs> but it felt it felt uh, impossible or unreachable at the time, unfathomable. As I'm sitting there yeah. in the moment. Yeah. As I'm literally sitting there in the moment because I had no reference point. Yeah, exactly. I never had a reference point. I had Chachi, but... I didn't have a deeper reference point. Yeah. I didn't or know. multiple. Yeah. Now we know. have now we have plenty. You know, yeah. seeding out, seeding out throughout the history of the city. You know, yeah. I, I agree and I pre- I appreciate it too because I think it's dope because I think it's very cemented. Like it's weird. Like think about this. Like just a simple idea. Let's say you were next week got booked with like Chris Brown or something or like the weekend. Either Please. one, right? <laughs> and then and Please then you, book and then me you were Chris to, Brown. <laughs> and then you were to casually show them us like, yo, you guys know these guys. Like they'll recognize our faces, and that's exactly. crazy to me because yes. it's like they literally—it wasn't like a fan posted. Like they literally would post it themselves, take time out of their day, screen record, just and post because it. They fuck with just it. Just because they fuck with it, and yeah. it's like, and specifically artists of that caliber, they really don't do that with anyone or any reaction channel. Like if we're talking about DJ Khaled, like he did a compilation of like a bunch of reactions, and he added us. So it was like it's dope, but it was like specifically these other instances where it's like they specifically took us like all us only and it's like wow it's like and we're, our voice yeah and we're, we're here in Rhode Island yeah, Primes yeah. Rhode Island parked somewhere in a neighborhood <laughs> near you if you're listening in the 401 Yo, it, it, if you're in Rhode Island it really is probably a neighborhood near you yeah <laughs> in the 401 no, I've had instances where people is that you remember that little kid it was a little kid that went crazy I think it was outside of Marlon's house in that area he ran up to us bro at first I'm like what the what? hell who the hell is coming up to us little middle of the night it was going crazy. Like, he couldn't breathe. He was like, <sighs> I thought it was you. I was like, what the? I was just watching your video. I was like, I'm like, is it them parked outside my house? And I was like, and I felt for him, too. I'm like, yo, that's, that must be so yeah, surreal. That's great. Because yo. you're looking at it in your phone, and then it's happening right in front of you. It's like right outside your house. It's almost scary. It's yo, like, what the fuck? The, be- the best thing that happened to me leading up to the Trippy show this, this, this weekend, um, I'm coming into Jersey, and I'm like, yo, let me call my cousin up to see what's up. Like, I haven't seen these people in years. It's been over, like, seven, eight years. And the first thing that my cousin's best friend... Now, again, I haven't seen these people in mad long. He's like, oh, the, the, um, my cousin's best friend's boyfriend, right? So my cousin's best friend is, is a woman. Her husband or boyfriend was like, oh, you're from Rhode Island? Do you know Jay Ramirez? <laughs> and I was like, yo, this is crazy. So I text Jay Ramirez. <laughs> like, this is how dope, this yeah. is how cool shit is actually popping out of our city. That I'm, I haven't seen these people in eight years and no more than three seconds into being into a house deep in New Jersey, Elizabeth, New Jersey. Someone's like, you know who Jay Ramirez is? I love that guy. 
Yo, you love, you know who my city is where yeah. when I was coming up and I was your age, we were Long Island. Everybody thought we were Long Island. Oh, I've heard yeah, that in the past. Yeah, yeah. You guys don't Austin. deal with that no more. Yeah. That's fire yeah. to me. That's what y'all built. That's what we're all building. Everybody that's like working hand to hand, man. Because, yo, my career as a DJ, I couldn't have done it without the brothers that gave me the opportunity to move to move that way. I didn't have that growing up. I never had that. So I'm yeah. I'm very grateful that yeah. y'all are able to like spread our name that far and wide. Oh bro, that's man, especially with my platform, like that's one of my life goals. Like I do not care. Like a lot of people are even like selective with the shit, like, oh, he's from here, but he's corny, so I don't even I don't give a fuck about him. But it's like, bro, like everyone has their lanes of everything, like, fuck it. Maybe he's the corniest person in the world. Maybe that that might be the fucking shit like it's from here like if you, you ain't have congratulating to, you hating exactly if you're not congratulating you're hating like That's there's it. so much like deep energy and deep hate out here it's like people people gotta let that shit go well what it is is that people are that they, they like self you know we all self-judge ourselves yeah so when we see somebody that's doing something else that we can't do that's where that Malice. Comes from. Yeah, that's where that malice comes from. I so agree with that. It's just a reflection of themselves of what yeah. they can't accomplish. Yeah. So I like that. That's true. That's very true. That, that's where corny comes from. Like that's literally where, it's, in my opinion, that's where corny comes from. It's like if you think that somebody's corny, that's just generally being themselves, like because they're just a little bit different than you. Yeah. You're just hating, bro. Yeah. No. Trust me, because I remember even finding out like when people even felt that energy towards, like, Pharrell and shit. Like, Pharrell's corny. I'm like, okay, so this is all a lie. Then corny is, like, just a fabricated term. Like, Pharrell's corny? Or was corny? To, like, I was like, <laughs> The what? most influential man He's in the, the last coolest, two, yeah. three decades. Like, Pharrell's <laughs> the coolest guy in the world to me. But, like, all these, like, yeah. like backpack or, like, not but prior to backpack, but, like, the deep rappers were, like, looking at Pharrell back then as the corniest thing in the world. It's like, look at the, look at how time, look at, look at time now. Like, that's crazy. Crazy, bro. Yep. That's crazy. But there we have it. Um, corniest podcast in the world. <laughs> Cap. <laughs> Episode 33. Appreciate you, Jabron, coming through. My brother right here. This has been beautiful. Amazing conversation. Um, all of this. So yeah. Much. I definitely want to have you on again in the future. Um, I feel like you need a whole fucking series. Part two with Jabron. Part three. Part four. Part five. I got a lot to tell, man, and mm-hmm. I'm 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 grateful, and like yo, I'm still going, man. I yeah. Can't. Any last words for anyone out there on, on anything we talked about today or whatever? Anything you want to say? Yo, I think that I, you always want to leave it, leave it at like, please, just be yourself, please, man, just be yourself. There's no, there's no magic to this system. There's no magic to this game. Remember that this shit is a game. Play it like a game. Be yourself. And just do it the way the, f- the fuck you want to do it. I'm 35. I just did that. You just told me. I didn't even. I thought he was a lot older. I just did a show with a kid that's 22, man. Yeah. That's on the top of his world. Anything is possible. You can live in any any realm of your own world, man. Fucking be genuine. Tell the truth. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> <laughs> and there we have it. There. Appreciate you guys tuning in another week. Make sure to subscribe on YouTube, leave a review everywhere, comment down below, and this has been Cap. Bye. They gonna love me for my ambition.